Sports bet BS hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me punters group. Me mate Dave, I reckons he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sports Bet's Bet with Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1 800 858 858. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Indeed it is, and it's uh, magnificent to be here on this Monday afternoon with you, the 17th day of October 2022. Keith. Good afternoon, Andy Ma. We are, I I just read a script before. Talk to me. And it said in the script, Mm -hmm. we are halfway through spring. No, we're not, are we? Can that be, is that actually right? Is it hard to believe it? We are halfway through spring. Well, where's the time going? Oh, is that feeling? It's unbelievable, isn't it? And, well, you know, the good news is means we're only uh, just a touch uh, away from summer. Mate, well, that's where we're halfway to. Make the most of it, folks. Every single day we are mm. here, no matter, you know, what's making you angry, no matter what's getting you down, just look on the bright side. Well, you know, you've got to make the most do. of it while we're here, Keith. Yeah, my word you do. You and know? while we're on that, and uh, I know we're going to get into rocks and pox very shortly. Yeah, I know. You've got a thousand today. I've got a list coming into the show. Probably the biggest pox. what you're up to on the weekend. Probably the biggest pox that's going on. And some of the vision that we've seen of the flooding going on oh, in this great okay. state. Right it has been a real tough time for a lot, a lot of people. So... Our thoughts are with you, and I was devastated to see the destruction that has been going on because of these floods. So it's it's a somber a somber note to start the show on, but it is something that's real, and it is frightening. And for everyone out there, certainly my personal thoughts, and I know all the rest of the state are here to try and help a a lending hand when you need it, because we need they need it because yeah, it yeah. is ridiculous. How much water that uh, when you see some of those images, how much water has been around? And some of those houses in um, Maribyrnong, yeah, down by the Maribyrnong River, so ridiculous. Four, four point like in their house, four point three meters deep. It's four point cr- three, Keith. No, that's insane, mate. I, mate, that is fly. I flew back in yesterday. I was lucky enough to go to Mackay on the weekend for a bit of WBBL action with the Seven Network. Yes, and flew back. Flew back in yesterday uh, at about six thirty. So the setting sun. Mm-hmm. Is, Mate, Victoria, she's mm. under. There are, there's water in places that water is not supposed to exist. True, and we say uh, the same. This extraordinary. And I know we go into uh, we touch on parts of New South Wales. They've copped a, a, well, a good old thrashing no, as no, well. No, no, terrible. And in Tasmania, on the, the streets back of, of the fires are that we've had yeah, recently. Now we have got the floods. Oh my goodness! Well, can goodness. I can I uh, can I take your your pox and and lovely thoughts? May I say? Uh, which is shared mm. by everybody on this program and everyone around this radio station. I'll I'll lay a, a double pox on top of what you've brought, brought forth based on the natural uh, conditions that yes. have befallen a whole lot of people. There are people around the Maribyrnong area yes. who have been evacuated from their houses. They have. And looters have come in and ripped the joint apart. I've heard about this. It's in the paper. I can't believe people. Honestly, you try... The harshest of penalties. I'm not. Oh, I can't geez. believe what you hear people are doing. So that is one just... family left were told to get out pretty quickly. So they Sickly. took the absolute basics. They had fifteen thousand bucks worth of stuff pinched from their house. Wow! Uh, because they had to evacuate uh, given the rising water. Well, we see the best of humanity in these circumstances. The way in which we get behind each other. But gee whiz, that is the absolute worst. Here, here. Pus ridden, <laughs> yes, gutter, 
yes, it part is. of humanity no, that someone is. would exploit people going through such a traumatic experience. That is hard to, to understand. It is. I don't know what. I don't know how. You, what, fortunately, most of the. In fact, in fact, I'm going to say all of us. Everybody, uh, part of the show on this side of the mic mm. or listening wherever you might be listening. None of us are those people. No. So I don't think I don't understand where that comes from. No, I don't understand do I. who you have to be to do that. I understand desperation and mm. I understand despair and I understand every now and then, you know, like you know, you need but to But not when someone's not this. This no. is malicious, yep. taking advantage of people in a callous mm. and calculated fashion. And it's yep. the worst. Shocking. Uh it's a positive note to start the show on, isn't it? On a Monday afternoon. Well, I think that uh, we go through these times and although we like to uh, devote our attention to sports, sometimes things are a little bit more important he, he, and bigger no than doubt. sports. So no we doubt. just and it is disappointing, but I think if people are listening and going through that, oh, I think by and large the way in which uh, the state, others have responded. No, there's good. Yep, there's no. been some really good things happening to to deal with a really bad situation. Yeah, yeah, and that's pox rocks. The rocks is the good stuff, and the pox is the bad stuff. One three hundred seven three six. Seven three six. Got another pox too. Well, I hope so. I hope you have. I hope Can I run with it or not? We've got three hours. You've got, you got plenty of time. Uh, we're here for robot building supplies. <laughs> Robots got it in Berwick BMW. Oh, get them out though. Pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Big show today. Paul Smith, Huge. the owner of the Kings, is coming in. Nice. Uh, they will be. We feeling, won't be coming in. He'll be coming on. He's coming on. Yep. The, they will be feeling particularly validated about a report uh, that that delved into last year's salary cap expenditure in the NBL. Uh, that. Underlined mm. that they were the seventh heaviest spending team in the NBL. They won the title. Well, that is true. Based now, there is a little caveat that you need to put around this Ooh. because, and I have no doubt that they were they were under, and it was all legitimate. So I'm not questioning that. But what happens in there is a soft cap, and you have these things called marquee players. Ah, uh, yes. So someone can be well and truly under the cap, but you've used your marquee allowance and paid. A zillion dollars. You might pay a million bucks for them, but only 200,000 sits on your cap. Correct. Well, that's the rules. Correct. You're allowed to do it. That is true. Well, that is nothing 100%. wrong with that. No, I'm just, but I'm just saying when you're talking about overall expenditure, if you've got the management in place that can massage it the right way, yes. you can be the yes, highest sir. spending and still be under, under the seller cap. cap. So, but, but that, notwithstanding that. But that's clever management. Correct. If, you, if you've got the money to spend and you've got the cap to exploit... Within the rules, you do it, right? Now, and now, based on what I saw, because uh, the Sydney Kings actually had three imports, they were only allowed one marquee player. So they, even notwithstanding that, they still did it. But I'm just talking about a broader principle here. That, yes, that, yes. You know, you've got to just be cautious about just looking at the raw numbers because yes, there are other underlining factors. Well done to you. Uh, Benigo Spirits, Kelly Wilson, Kelsey Griffin, and Annalee Maley. Now, there's a famous name. Well, she daughter was of. part of the absolute daughter of the great Paul Maley, but also a bronze medalist at the World Cup. Magnificent. They're and coming uh, the Kelsey shop. was just unbelievable behind the microphone. She was doing some very sharp work for ESPN on the coverage, on the sideline reporting. Oh. Oh. And he's a member of the Benny Spirits WNBL team. And one of the great players in that the WNBL has seen over many, many years, played with a number of organisations. Well, they're coming in because they're and now part of... And she has been fantastic they're now of part, American origins. They're now part of the SEN family. They are because uh, our owner, 
mm. also owns the Bendigo Spirit. He, that's exactly what I said. Did you He's just part say of that? The family, part of the family. Well, I don't know. I think I clarified no, it a little bit more. Sort of, well, you sort of did, which is good. Uh, Max Newman's going to join us as well. Now, this a week and a half ago, Australian mm-hmm. bloke ran fourth in the Kona Ironman. Now, there that's is the big one. That's the big that's one. That's the Hawaii that's one. That's the one that goes for... The one that started this whole Ironman thing Correct. off. The eight yes. and a half hour one. And the, the speeds and the times Ridiculous. that uh, men and women are doing now to compl- to compete to complete this course. Mm. It is mind-blowing. Uh, Max is taking a little while to get, uh, get himself recovered. He's going to join us to talk about just the levels that these athletes go to to prepare and perform and then recover. So there's all of that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 The last of the 18 AFL clubs mm. have completed their delistings. We'll get to all of that and ask you a bit of a question. So we need your help as well today because uh, our captain, my captain. Well, this is my pox. This is going to be my pox. We'll go. Well, well okay. The pox is the, the, uh, arguably the best caller in the business. Uh, oh, thanks, but I'm here. No, well, you're very good. Thank you. Thanks, right <laughs> The pipe Thank is you. right up there. Right, yeah. And the combination of, of uh, Anthony Hudson and the pipe, well, it doesn't get any well, what better. What about Waitley and Hudson? Well, Waitley, outs- well, that's it. We've just got a plethora of superstars. But <laughs> the uh, captain of the whole organisation is Anthony Hudson. No question about that. And he's given us the kibber. Yeah, he he has, said, um, he I need to move on, on to other things, yeah. other projects. Perhaps other places. You know, we'll wait and see. And then good luck to him. It's a free market economy out there. And uh, if, uh, wow. you know, you get out of contract and somebody comes along at the right well, time. Well, that's a pox because I Ooh. thoroughly enjoy his work. You're still allowed to. I mean, you Well, know, if he's on the other uh, dial. I, I, I'm, oh, you won't be listening to him. Depending on what happens with my negotiations, <laughs> I may not get here, Hutto, because unlike you, I am locked in 11, 16, 20. Actually, that's a lie. What Every now mean? and again, I flick around. Well, if he's... What does that mean? Are you suggesting that I listen to other radio stations? No, I'm suggesting that... That is a pox that you would suggest that of me. No, I know you don't. I only listen to 1116 well, SEN. Well, that's true. Although sometimes I listen to SEN track. Well, that's true. No, I haven't given sometimes that too much of a go. 1170 SEN. I like to listen to those. Well, it's a beautiful network by all reports. But I... Um, I like to listen to Gilly. Yes. When he's on occasionally that's over true, there with over No, I'm just saying, well, if, if the... Um, if the negotiations, on the very um, rare occasion that Gilly works, if the negotiations don't don't go according to uh, plan, <laughs> right. are you in the middle of negotiations at the moment? Well, having known, unlike you, <laughs> right. locked in, and that's why <laughs> it's pretty likely I'll be able to listen to Anthony Hudson, and I wish you nothing but good things. Right. <laughs> so the question we have to ask you, in amongst all the other stuff mm. that's going on, and the uh, Roxes and the Poxes, mm. imagine you are Craig Hutchison. Yes. And you have uh, – there there, everybody is free a agents. free agent. I like it. Who do you go and get to replace Hutto? Tough. Who is it? Irreplaceable. It, Thursday, Friday night and all the marquee games mm. and, of course, leading into the AFL Grand Final alongside G. Waitley. Who do you go and get good to replace Anthony Hudson? Well, he, then there's two – 4 There's 40 two. wings temper text. Mm. Send through those. Or give us a call. Well, there's two. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. There's two. Caller of the day goes into the uh, CB Code Draft prize pack. There's two ways to look at this, Andy. Whether you're just trying to bring in someone else to fill the captaincy role, or you do this, you elevate someone within our ranks to you the could captaincy. Do that. You could do and that. And you bring in someone that's just going to be a, a real solid contributor. Good role player. Hopefully a bit more than that, but <laughs> okay. yes, you're, you're right. Someone that just. Now, Are you suggesting that La Pipe is the man? To step up. Is that where you're going? Well, my I'm view a fine is, guy. My view is I think the pipe is sort of assumed 
equal status for quite a, 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 a period of time. Alongside Antonio. I, I believe so. He believes that he's of equal standing. No, I believe it. Oh. The only thing is... Controversial. Jared is right there as well. So we've had sort of a three-captain type... three-way go. Leadership. It's a bob of the head. It is. You're right there too. No, I'm not. Don't be stupid. I'm not, I don't I'm like not asking that. I don't, and I'm, I'm right mm. down the peak. I am... I am your veritable role player and very fortunate. I'm the last man called up and I'll be the first one out. <laughs> and I'm lucky to be part of it. Jeez. Pops, you know, we, I, gee whiz, for a show that we had nothing to go with, we, we have absolutely cruised through the first 13 minutes. Would you be making a call to uh, kind of James Brayshaw? Well, don't ask me. I'm asking you and the audience. BT, <laughs> recruiting them to come in. <laughs> Now, to be a different look to what Hutto brings. I want you to just—I don't want you to just throw up oh, names. Right. I want you to declare who you would be going for. No, don't no. just mention the name of every commentator well, out they're, there. They're top I shelf. want Iguodala. I don't think he's available. <laughs> By the way, the Redeem team—good flick, isn't oh, it? I haven't seen it. Very good. Mm. Very strong. It's uh, yeah, no, it's extraordinary. Sean's in. Uh, Do you reckon Hutto? The other thing to speculate—not that Iguodala was part of the redeemed team. No, no, he wasn't. I know that he he's wasn't. been a part of the USA teams in the past. He's won it at the World Cup. I think he might—he might have an he Olympic medal in there somewhere. Teammates in the face. No, he didn't do any of that. Right, yep. But is Hutto going to Channel Seven? Is that? I don't the, believe so. No. No, he's at Fox. Well, that's what I'm trying to think of. What? What? Oh, I think he might be. Uh, are we allowed to? Oh, yeah. Not going to the. Gonna... Triple M or something, is he? No, he's not staying. No. I can't say three too much. 3LW. I can't say too much. 3LO. Oh, boy. 3LO. Oh, How old are you? <laughs> D- 3DB. Doug Bigelow and Smokey Dawson on 3LO. 3DB. How good are you going? Let's go around the grounds. Phil Pinnell at Princess Park. David Mackay at uh, the wow. Junction Oval. In between that, some real quality rock music. He could be going to 3XY. Is he on 3XY? 3XY, magnificent stuff. Remember three when 3XY was king? <laughs> That was Stubbsy, Richard Stubbs at 3XY. Yeah, Graham. What was the Graham other guy? Simpson, yeah. who was the, no, 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 who was the no, other Graham guy? Graham Simpson was the character. Right. Who was really caustic, mm. real hard marker. Someone will know. 04 Steve Quartermain's uh, coming through well, quarter, strong as quatre, a replacement. Quatremain would be magnificent. There's a whole lot of people. Should we get to some Quarters of Quarters our... is actually, did you, have you seen him on Twitter lately? He's become well, very... He's, um, uh, Oh, I saw him having a Bit crack. Political. He was having a crack at a couple of local uh, sitting members. Yes. In the uh, Hawthorne East. type yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes, area. Yes, I think they, for a lack of activity. Mm. Has anyone seen either of these, the members for Hawthorne and Q? Have they done anything in their last well, term of some office? Some bloke wrote back. Did you read <laughs> one of the things? No, I never read the replies. Oh, Don't read the replies. They read off a good suite of things that actually has happened. Okay, well, a very well, solid suite. Well, Scotters would have been thankful for the reply. Mm. Sean's, we got a full board of calls here. Uh, Sean's in North Dandenong. Sean, your first cab off the rank for this uh, for this week's of the run Shawnee. home. What do you got? A uh, pox or a rocks? What do you got? I'm going with the pox today, gentlemen. I've I've been frustrated at the Horn Francis situation for a little bit now and the, the rubbish that we have to listen to and Kane and his clickbait and, and listening to them say that they've um, been talking to him all year, which I might have thought might have been poaching, but irrelevant. But what I want to get to, and this is a little whack at the AFLW, yep. um, if, if, if I said two things I want to say. If I told you that North Melbourne were playing Port Adelaide on the weekend after all that we've just gone through, I might have hoped... Without being silly, there might have been just a little bit of flag flying or argy-bargy from the club to say, hey, we don't appreciate what you've done. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other little whack I want to have at the AFLW is 
I think it's a great sport. I watch it all the time. I'm invested. But Andy Marr, let me ask you a question. If the captain of Carlton Football Club left your club and was the captain of the Collingwood Football Club, would that be the feel-good story of the year or something that would make you very annoyed? No, no, the latter. In the AFLW teams, you're talking about. Yeah, well, Erin Phillips left Adelaide to captain Port Adelaide, and we thought that was fantastic. Port Adelaide Adelaide had been coaching Port Francis all year, and we're okay with that. And I'm just a little frustrated that, you know, a lot of these things have sort of been brushed under the, the, the carpet, and, you know, after the weekend of watching Port get smashed by North. I would have thought there might have been just a bit more feeling. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting whether... That's an interesting observation, Sean, whether the whatever's happening in the men's program would carry through into the women's and whether there'd be a bit of um, a bit of that rolling through into, into the lead-up of, of games. So, yeah. Uh, my, my observation is, having spent a few seasons I'm in a car. I'm missing something, the point here. So the, the well, point is, is well, what? Well, Port, Adel- Port Adelaide have been working behind the scenes to get a North Melbourne player out of North Melbourne to go to Port Adelaide. Yes. And on the weekend, in the that was in the AFL. M, yes. if you will, yes. if you will. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but in the AFLW on the weekend, Port Adelaide played Adel- Kang- North Melbourne, North the Kangaroos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Horn Francis, Port Adelaide. Yeah. And yet there was no – Sean's lamenting the fact that there wasn't a little bit of uh, – how are you going? Right. A little bit of uh, – let's sit you, sit you on your backside and right. uh, make Just a statement on behalf of my football club. Too nicely accepted. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Um, uh, yeah, that's an interesting yeah, one. It is. I don't know. It's, uh, it's certainly not happening at the moment, Sean, I don't think. But um, – Mm. Yeah, let's see whether that develops over time. Andy's on the road. Uh, welcome to the program, Andy. How are you, gents? Good weekend. Yes, yeah, great Andy. weekend. Great yes. to hear from you, my friend. Good to hear you guys as well. Andy, I reckon R3XY might be the Greek radio station, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, <laughs> is, it, is that right? It could be. What, Rhythmos? Rhythmos is done out of here. Rhythmos is just of 15 is. metres away from us. Yasu. And they have some amazing things going on in there. They bring musical acts in and they have people on the... Bazooka. Is that, is that what it's called? The bazooka. Bazooka? <laughs> bazooki, maybe. Bazooki. A bazooka is a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? A bazooki, I think, is the mm. musical... I yeah. think it's a bazooki. Andy, is it a bazooki? Oh, I'm not Greek, but I'm pretty sure uh, 3XY's always been uh, sponsored some of the Greek soccer teams in Melbourne, mm. so I could be wrong. Okay. Might be something else. Right up. Uh, I got a, I got a rocks. Yes, please. Uh, actually, I got two, both NFL. One was the actual game today, Buffalo and Kansas. Yes. Uh, that was elite. Um, was that the and one? And also my Philadelphia Eagles going 6-0. and yeah, the um, NFC, the NFC East is back in town. Was that uh, Buffalo where Allen jumped over the bloke when he was yeah, he did. in that run? Did he you did. see that run? When I, did. I, I did. didn't see all of it. I did see that. And then the game finished. That Mahomes had about a minute and five on the clock to take him down the field. He didn't do it. He uh, second coughed it up. Second pass was picked off. Turnover. Mahomes. Game over. So I don't know whether it was a lead, Andy. The game they played, the 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 AFC Championship game, whatever it was last year, mm. where they scored. Now, Benny will know better. It was 26 points combined they scored in the last two minutes of the match. I remember that. Do you remember? Alan I do. Alan just went whack, 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 yes, whack, Yes, I do. 26 points in the last two minutes Crazy. of that match. No D. Well, just elite offense. Wow. When you've got two gunslingers. Yeah, it is true. Like Josh Allen and mm. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Just going at one another. Josh Allen was very acrobatic. In <laughs> He's his, a powerful uh... man. 
Did you see, speaking Powerful of man. the American game, did anyway, you see? Anyway, the, uh, they won. Yes. Did you see Tennessee-Alabama uh, game? That was the college. Won, from college. Negative. And the Tennessee at home. Tennessee Volunteers. 49-49. Oh. And the Tennessee they Alabama. Vol- they beat Nick Saban in the Alabama, what are they called? Crimson Tide. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. Well, they didn't roll. Well, stop rolling. And he kicked this mongrel uh, kick. Who? The, the, Nick the Saban. Tennessee. Oh. No, he's the coach. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it just, just, I reckon it cleared the the uh, the goal by about a 30 centimetres. It has to, only it's clear by one. I know. Yes. It just has to In fact, through. it can bounce off it. That's right. Yes. A mongrel a field goal. In fact. And it, they came on, stormed the field, and then for some reason, the way they celebrate, they start ripping down the, the, the uh, goalposts. The goalposts. Yes. Ah, oh, it was fun to watch. I'm not sure if they really appreciate it, but there was over hey. 100K there. No, it's ridiculous. It's outrageous. Yeah, no madness. It's or, can you believe forty nine forty nine? It was well. That's high scoring. That is very high scoring. It's already twenty four minutes past three. Uh, it's uh, just a roller it's coaster. It's a bazooki, you mal- Yeah, I'm don't say, say that, that word because I said a Greek word the other day that yeah, I no. yet again I do apologise for saying the word. I didn't, didn't realise what. Mun- I, I won't say it again. Say I won't say it again. The word, no. But I won't say it again. But I didn't mm. know what it meant. Yes. So I apologise to all our Greek listeners, Bazooka. those who were offended by it. I meant no Very offense. Very tingy type of instrument. Yeah, it's, it's like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, a bit of that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, 24 past three. Um, Nick, Andrew, John Stewart, don't go anywhere. Your call's on the other side of this. Uh, welcome back to the show. Can you hear me? You can yeah, hear me? Okay, right, right, no can. worries. Uh, let's get back to our callers, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Rocks, Pox, anything else you want to put on the agenda? Uh, we've already spoken to Andy on the road. Nick's in West Footscray. What do you got for us, Nick? Uh, Pox and Rocks, boys. Please. But, uh, let me start with, how about we bring Harry Beitzel back from 3KZ? <laughs> or Ian Major. Wasn't Ian Major. Was Ian Major at 3KZ as well? Oh, where he was, the captain of the major, uh, 3KZ. Yeah, no, the, the captain and the major. Hmm. They were uh, they were a super team for about twenty years when I was growing up. Three KZ is football, and Skeeter Grimshaw at the park. No, Skeeter Coglin. It was Skeeter Coglin. Skeeter not Skeeter. No, it wasn't Skeeter Grimshaw. Skeeter I mean, there could have been a Skeeter Grimshaw, but it was definitely Skeeter Coglin. So, um, but Nick, these are the these are well, well some of the, unfortunately some of the names we're mentioning. Uh, it is uh, not possible for them to uh, no to return to the commentary box because they've. Uh, in spirit, that's the, the only the, way they the, could. They've um, passed on to the to the commentary box in the sky. Yes, and overseeing <laughs> the whole process. Correct. But if you've got a nomination for who, Craig, if you've got an open open checkbook, mm-hmm. open checkbook, and you want to go and, and you're Craig Hutchison, and you just want to go and get anyone, and it's considered they're all free agents. Boy, Jiminy Crickets is the whole Bendigo Spirits. They cr- have just been swamped by a basketball club out here. It Look is. at this. Um, if you've got an open checkbook and everybody's uh, out of contract. Who do you go and get to replace Anthony Hudson? That's the question. Uh, Andrew's in uh, in Hobart. Well, did you let, I think Nick had uh, something else oh, he wanted to speak about. I beg about. your pardon, Nick. Please, let's no, just... no. Is Nick gone? Nick has. Uh, Nick has. I thought he had some other words he wanted to I, share with us. I think he was going to talk about the retaining wall around Flemington. Well, that's a very controversial issue that I know not a lot about, other than. Well, why is it controversial? controversial? Well, how? Why is it controversial? Well, because what the wall has saved the racetrack from getting flooded. Yeah. But what about the houses and that around it that uh, have clearly suffered enormously because of it? Has it kept water in? Well, I don't know enough about it, Andy, <laughs> okay. but I know that it's controversial. 
I know that there's a lot of hardship going on out right, there. Yes. And I know that it's probably an area that we should leave to the experts. Thank you very much. I, I'm glad you brought it up. Andrew's in home. I did not bring it up. Well, I was did. just clarifying what you said. I don't, I don't know any. I don't know about the retaining wall around Flemington. I've missed this story. Mm, no, it's not a. It's a. It's a really. It's tough controversial. One. Right. It is controversial. Okay. Andrew's in Hobart. Uh, before we get to the news, welcome to the show, Andy. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, very good, well. Thank, thank you. you. That's good. A couple of things. Just thanks very much for bringing your show to Tassie. Uh, I love the station. It's actually uh, some of the size that's on the radio at the moment. It's, much, it's, it's a pleasure to drive around and listen to you guys. So I appreciate that. So thank you so much. No, you, you live in the most be- you, you live in one of the most beautiful parts of the world, <laughs> and it's a joy to know that uh, that eleven sixteen SEN exists in that beautiful part well, of the world. I tell you what, he's got something else to be uh, very so- happy about as well as is if you follow the basketball, Andrew. Yeah, I do very much so. I just got, it was, that was one of my rocks at the Jack Dummers the last three games. You know, oh. I think they're obviously two new imports and uh, probably playing a bit of a different style. What are your thoughts there, Andrew? And, oh. Andrew Go, sorry. And uh, I think there's a couple to come back as well. So McDaniel and um, the big centre, whose name eludes me at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know uh, what? Will uh, uh, Magnate, oh, Will Magnate, but I don't, here's the spin thing out, about Big Will. The problem with is I'm hearing some really concerning things about his injury, Ooh. and it might be uh, quite some time, and and it really might be uh, some challenges there. So you're right. Mm. Let's hope that it does come, that he is able to come back. But mm. let me tell you this: the Jack Jumpers, possibly the best coached organ team I've seen in a long, long period of best time. Best coach in Australia, this bloke. Well, what's happened is he's been able to recruit specifically to the style of play that he wants to play. And when, as a coach, it's about trying to get the best out of available talent that you have. No one does it better than Scott Roth because Superstar. he has some players on his team that honestly, and I, and I say this with the greatest respect to these players, I think they'd be struggling to get a game in any other team. But in this particular team, with this particular system, they are stars. That's how remarkable it is, Andy. It's a big call. Well, it's, that's the truth. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of these players playing in, in other teams and also in other leagues. And uh, yeah, then, But in this... Scrubs. No, but they just require a system. Yes, right. Okay. And their system that they've found fits perfectly. Well, that's that's the beauty uh, and the genius of a list build. Uh, we're going to get to the news. No, but to his point, because yep. he never let me answer uh, his point. Oh, I don't know what it was. Now. Rashad Kelly yes. is a sixth man that should would start in a lot of teams. He's a good player. Comes off the bench and is doing very, averaging about 16 and 8. The, T- very... the, the ICC T20, we're going to get to a break. Have a look what's going on out there. No, that's, that's... We've got 14, oh, I'd say 12 females. Every single one of them, bar one, is on their phones. Uh, they don't want to talk to one another. Are they, they are can they, just... Clearly, they must not be able to hear us. No, because I don't believe they the can. the entertainment that we're providing, you reckon we'd and be able to capture their attention somewhat. And we'd be they're shaming, completely we'd, we'd be shaming just... them into getting off their phones, wouldn't you know we? What like, they're doing. talk to your teammates. Talk. This is what they've done. Back in the day, you used to talk to people. I know. You put the phones down it's and you would on. talk to one another. Well, hang on, Andy. And that's how you get to know people. Hang on. I, I think going. I've hit the nail on the head. Yes. They've come in here. <laughs> they've seen the studio. They've seen you and I. You know what they're doing. They're going, we have to go and talk to those old blokes. Instagramming. Oh, yeah, content. Yeah, that's, that's what exactly it is. Right. Uh, India, get this on the Twitter. This is going to get some likes. KL Rahul has taken Australia to the cleaners in a warm-up game, 57 or 33 
He's just been dismissed up at the Gabatoir. One for 78 India in this ICC T20 World. I came oh, against start. the Australian. Good start, mate. Solid start. Absolutely blistering start by the uh, by the Indians. So uh, we'll keep an eye across all of that throughout the afternoon. The Bendios, I don't know how many of these girls are going to be joining us Jeez. in the studio. If they're all coming in, we're going to need some mics, Rod. We haven't got enough microphones for them all. John Stewie Grant, we're so late to the news. Hey, Stewie, John and Grant, you've already picked up uh, a double pass to the World Supercross uh, Championships. Witness mm. Supercross history at WSX Australian Grand Prix, October 21-22, Marvel Stadium. So even if you bag the living tribe out of us, mm. you're going to be picking up double passes uh, to oh. the World Supercross oh. Well, that's just who we are. Johnny, welcome to the show, mate. We forgive him. Is he you a lousy bloke? Yes. John. Uh, yeah, hi, guys. Yeah, uh, Pox and Rocks. Um, well, the Pox is more of a funny one uh, between Birmingham and Hull in the championship this morning where they, uh, they had to shave the goalposts uh, by two inches because they were too big. Oh, oh, that's what was that? The goals were too big in the championship in England. They had the... The goal goes too, too big. big. That's extraordinary. What oh, else have you got, Johnny? What was your rocks or pox? I don't know whether that's a rocks or a pox. It's pox, I would have thought. And uh, by rocks is Liverpool finally put a bit of a, a pulse back into their run out of Premier League this year. Well, the big, big win against Man City. And the so big... That was unbelievable. And the big winner out of this, Johnny, is Arsenal. So, uh, no, no, that was... Uh, they had their chances too, didn't they? The goal disallowed. VAR got, uh, t- got one taken off Man City overnight. So, yeah, no, that was a uh, good result for uh, for, for the Scousers. Uh, Stewie's in Kensington. Have you, who should be replacing Anthony Hudson's shoe? Yeah, well, clearly, apart from your fine selves, who would be just, uh, you know, take, uh, take you guys any time. But uh, is Matty Hill? Yeah, no, he's already in his His first love has always been football and not racing. Not probably everyone knows that, but he could, you know, he could commentate two fires crawling up a wall, and then maybe for special comments, uh, keep it in-house again, uh, Corey Homicide-Williams. That'd be tough. The footy. That would be lively. No, I think his understanding of the game is just evolving. Yeah. I'm not sure he's not quite, quite across all the intricacies no, of it. We've got enough expert. We're just losing you know the, who the, I reckon, the King Kahuna of calling. You know who I have uh, really enjoy his work uh, on Fox, because I'm around those, these people, I tell you, and it's come off the uh, 708, and a few others mm. have mentioned him. They said that uh, Lee Montana... Awesome. He's a rising star. Lee Roy. Now, I think he's Joey. Otherwise occupied with another organisation well, in yeah. the radio caper. Well, the, in the game that but we're if playing. captaincy's on offer. You can't jet, you can't shoehorn him in and give him the, put the C alongside his name. That's true. How would Jared feel true. about that? No, Jared's been waiting for the captaincy. That is true. Of the commentary team. Well, some may say. Coveting it. That perhaps Anthony, uh, well, he was the sort of. Oh. Perceived captain, but oh. doing the grunt work, G. Waitley. G. Man. Yeah. And Hutto nose out of joint. Is that what you're saying? Well, there might have been. Oh. There might be further explanations <laughs> to why Hutto's not over longer. It's <laughs> <laughs> in Perth. Grant, good afternoon I'm to you. I'm just making that up, by the way. Yes. Please don't. Scotty Gowan, that's please, not true. Please don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> hey, lad. Hey, Grant. Hey, lad. There you go, lad. Yeah, good. Hey, um, couple of things. Uh, thanks very much for the tickets, mate. But unless it comes with a couple of uh, oh, flights yeah. from Perth to uh, it's a long no, way, no, it's no, a bit of a struggle. It won't anyway, be. No, give them to somebody that can use them, mate. Right, thanks, mate. Can use Good man. Hey, uh, commentary. Yes, my please. commentary uh, would be. Uh, you now, bear with me for a second. Hutto's irreplaceable as a single 
with a single replacement, eh? Yep. So I'm thinking of a tag team, of a pair. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go and spend the money on Roy and HG? Well, that provides yeah, some comical value. Yeah, There's no yeah, bit, yeah, bit of a laugh. A, good point. I think we, in the uh, people that are tuning into 1116 SEN for the broadcast, are looking f- for a little bit more of a analytical approach rather than the the comedy type well, thing. That is a whack for Granny Perth, who's just rung up and had a bit of fun, no, and then you've just given him a nice old. Clip. Oh, I thought he was serious. No, no, I, I, don't, think was, I don't think he was being serious. Hey, we're going to talk to the owner of the Sydney Kings. He's got, I think he, he might want to say a few things to the Australian sporting community mm. on the other side of the break. Uh, 13 minutes to four. The Bendigo Spirit Girls are going to be joining us in the studio after the break. Paul Smith is the owner of the Sydney Kings. Now, I imagine Paul Smith mm-hmm. will want to say something to the Australian sporting community <laughs> because there were commentary around the Sydney Kings winning last year's NBL title. Well, there always is. And a lot of no people saying, wins it. No, no, but a lot of people, Sydney, big town, yep. big ticket, all that sort of stuff that they bought the NBL title. Mm-hmm. They bought it. Yes. That's the only reason they won, because they spent more than anyone else. Well, figures that have just been released would suggest that, in fact, no. According to salary cap availability, the mm-hmm. Sydney Kings spent the seventh amount of money according to the cap. And as an owner, you'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> Paul, does this validate your list management and your team build? Uh, thank you for joining us, and a belated congratulations. No, thanks, Andy. And uh, hey, Andrew, how are you, mate? Going really well. That's the way, that's the way, mate. That's the way. Look, yeah, look, it's quite interesting. It's been a bit of a kerfuffle over the last 12 to 16 hours or so since all this dropped. But um, look, I'll provide some perspective to you, for you, if I may, and to, all, all, and to the hundreds of thousands of Sydney Kings fans in Melbourne. Nice to talk to you all as well. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, they, they, we've. We came, just a bit of perspective here. We, we, I wrote to our members in, in the off-season last year, and I advised them that we were in challenging times and the club was, you know, had, had, had experienced a very difficult period through COVID and that we clamped down, that we, we, we made a decision internally to adopt a frugal approach to management and we were going to, we committed to staying under the cap. Now, we were public in that. We didn't seek to reference our spending against any other club. We just simply said that we were going to do that. We did it on the basis of expectation management. So that, you know, our fans knew that that I challenged our management to think about ways to construct a roster that were to to a strict adherence to the obligations under the salary cap. Now, in years gone by, we played ten, plenty of tax. Don't you worry. Yep. <laughs> I didn't see a chip back there. And, Dave, you know, we, we, we used to spend a fair bit of dough. And we, we weren't backward in coming forward in that regard. But we found ourselves in a circumstance and that we just had to be apply some disciplines. And to the credit of Chris Pongrass, our CEO, and, and, and Andrew Bogut and Luke Longley, and as it turned out, as it, as it transpired, Coach Chase Buford, a lot of people went in hard on this, accepted the situation, and we constructed a roster that won a championship. Mm. Now, we're very proud of that. Um, we don't we don't view it through the lens of the cost. We view it through the lens of, you know, a, a commitment to changing the culture of the club and improving the culture of the club over a period of time. Mm. And and, mm. and that's what we've done. You, you certainly have, and ultimately the outcome is you've, you've got a title. Uh, with all this stuff, then, and I know when I was there and you, you start to hear and the rumours that go around about other teams, 
Uh, how many people are actually honest with the way in which they're going to be presenting their contracts anyway? Because there's a, you know, they, they don't have the same resources as the AFL and other leagues in order to get into the scrutiny of it. Are you pretty confident that all the information and contracts that are provided are as they are uh, as they are submitted? Well, Daisy, the, the first rule of sports psychology is only to worry about things you can control. Mm. Okay, you can't control what other clubs spend. Now, I tell you what, the rubber hits the road in the off season when pre when free agency starts. Yeah, and then we start hearing about what players said they were earning last year, and <laughs> yeah. sometimes that doesn't jive with what we're told or <laughs> what we've read. Yeah. But this is we operate under a soft cap. Mm. Okay, we don't operate under a hard cap, so you can overspend if you wish. You just have to pay a tax on the back of it, a luxury yeah. tax or, a, or a, a payroll tax back to the league. I don't like giving money to other clubs. I don't <laughs> like it. So we, we won't overspend. We're not overspending this year. No, We're that's leading true. the championship. We're leading the ladder. We're, we are, we are, we are, we're trying to go back to back. We are not going to overspend on the salary cap again this year. Paul, now, hmm. Paul, you know, there, that's, that's where we're at. There were six teams last year, according to this data that's been released, there were six teams last year that spent more than the Sydney Kings. Uh, now, now you spent the seventh most in the NBL and won the title. I notice, and I'm, I'm heading into dangerous territory here from a um, security of tenure perspective, but I noticed the Perth Wildcats were $400,000 uh, over the soft cap and they failed to make the playoffs for the first time in 35 years. Do you have a message, perhaps, that you'd like to send to the ownership of the oh, Perth Wild, to the ownership of the Perth Wildcats? <laughs> Man, I'm in so much trouble in Perth. I tell you, I, look, I, look, you know what? I've been accused by Hutchie of not being humble enough, and not being, you know, not not apologising for winning the championship, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Look, you know, it, it's uh, look a very unfortunate set of circumstances for the Wildcats. I'm not saying I'm upset about it, but it is what it is. And and you know, you, you know, they're going to be coming back strong, and they already we, we know what we're up against this year. And you know, the interesting thing this year is we, I don't think we played them for about our 20th game of the season. Mm. So we're going to have this. They're going to be playing on their conference. We're going to be playing in our conference, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, um, there's a lot of good things. And look, the interesting thing is that. This is driving debate, and the league. I we support transparency. We support it. We 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 we, we believe in it. Um, mm. The the league has, it's Larry Kesselman's league, and they have a policy that they don't want this information shared, and so on and so forth. So be it. That's their policy. We respect that policy, and so. But we will certainly communicate our own position to our members, and subsequently to the to the broader basketball community about where we're at with our particular spending. But wow. we are we 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 believe that transparency drives debate, provides provides clarity, and provides an understanding for a lot of clubs to understand why they're performing or not performing. And we understand the game you know, a bit better. It's not too much money. Yep. And yes, we, exactly. When we exactly. all get more invested as a result of the more information, Paul. Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's uh, the season's just in its infancy, and we wish you and your club all the very best, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Andy. Thank Thanks, you, Paul Smith, owner of the Sydney Kings. Yeah, uh, great to have you with us yeah. this Monday afternoon. So the NBL's kicked off. We understand that. We've been having a chat about that with Gazy and JJ and Corey for the last couple of weeks. The WNBL's only a few weeks away, and we now have a team to support. We now here at 11.16 have a team to support because the Benigo spirit are part of our family. Oh, where they are. And today they've been in the house. 
getting to know the people around 1116 SEN. We've been getting to know them. And three of the spirit have jumped into the studio. Annalee Maley, Kelsey Griffin, and Kelly Wilson. Uh, girls, thanks for coming in for a chat. Appreciate hey guys, it. Hi, how are you doing? How have you hey, found it? How have you found the tour around the joint? What have you What have you noticed? What have you learned? Does it look like a kind of slick professional organisation to you? Oh, oh, it certainly has. As soon as you walk in the doors, seeing the production studios and what can happen, it's um, it's been unreal. What about the coffee being made? Was it was our magnificent barista Nadia. still here? Was Nadia still no, here when you got on the coffee? Out. Strong, oh. very strong coffee game. So yeah. get here before three o'clock next time. Well, well, I think so. Maybe we'll have to do some podcasts in the future, and then we can have some of those coffees. No yeah. word. Hey, now we've got uh, people that are very much involved also with the bronze medal here with Annalie and uh, of, of course, course uh, Kelsey doing some wonderful work. On the uh, ESPN coverage, you have been a revelation. Now, I was doing it for the international broadcast. I didn't hear a lot of it, but off the social media. No, strong. Great performance. Brave (laughs) reviews. Have you ever uh, done some media before? No, I've never done media before. Um, But it was... It was a real privilege. There's there's no way I would have been a part of a World Cup otherwise, especially on home soil. So to get the call up and get a chance to do it. Um, but the Opals made my job easy. When they're playing that brand of basketball, it was mm. pretty easy to talk about. But are you uh, – like, are you – Australia, have you got citizenship yet? Because you've been here a very, very long <laughs> period of time. <laughs> 20, 20, yeah, yeah. 20, 20 years in the Have you played 20 no, years in the that, oh, That's you. Yeah, you've been yeah, here for 20 years. Right? Yeah. 11 or 12 Yeah, or this will be my 11th season. I got citizenship in 2015, so I had the privilege of representing at Asia Cup and then also that's the right. Com Games. So, yeah. yeah, so, so it's yes. been great. So it was great to be a part of the Opals and then trying to do them justice from a broadcast standpoint was also a privilege. So before we talk about, you know, you guys and aspirations for um, the season that's just around the corner, while we're talking about the World Cup, start with you, Annalie, and work around the table. A, the biggest takeaway from the World Cup, Mm -hmm. but specifically Lauren Jackson's performance in the bronze medal game. I think everybody's been captured by it. Give us your thoughts. Look, like... Being a part of the World Cup on home soil was absolutely insane. More for like for women's basketball and women's sport and like having that sort of representation in the media and um, being able to kind of go to coffee in the morning and see people wearing our jerseys in the street. Like that was pretty brilliant. Like I really loved that. And we had such a good engagement with the crowd. And um, I learned a lot just by being, you know, a part of it and watching the way the basketball community kind of supported the Opals and how everyone got behind us at every stage. Like even, you know, when we took that loss in the first game, we felt like we had so much support around us. And then um, to answer your second question, LJ was just phenomenal. Like not as just like everyone talks about how amazing she is as a basketball player. And she obviously is, she's the goat, but (laughs) I mean, as, as a person to have on the team and have conversations with, you know, over morning breakfast and, kind of pick up little nuggets of knowledge here and there. She was like her um, addition to the group was invaluable. Like I couldn't, uh, you couldn't put it into any sort of specific words. She elevated the competitiveness, the professionalism, um, the passion. And instead of calling it like the, the culture of the team, it was really the soul of the group kind of wrapped around LJ and her performance in that last game kind of reflected her impact on our group as a whole. But I mean, a when you answer. think of what she was able to do, we all thought, oh, well, she can play a role and, you know, she'd be there to help with develop some yeah. of the younger players. But when she was out there, I mean, she's a tough, nasty, she nasty. She is so way. competitive. She's <laughs> so competitive. And, and I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams uh, would have thought that after, what was it, six years out of the game, yeah. a couple of kids 
and a half a knee replacement, yeah. that she'd be dropping 30 in a yeah. bronze medal game. Did did you sense that when you're practicing with her that that was something that maybe that she had that capacity to do? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like her first training session with us up in Canberra um, at one of our Opals camps, mm. um, like we, we had a practice game against some of the COE boys. I think she played like seven minutes and had 20 points. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like she didn't skip a beat at all. Like mm. when you got it, you got it. And she just has it, you know, like it, it at no point where we were, was anyone questioning like, Oh, mm. will she be ready? She was ready from the moment she decided she wanted to do it. And you know, like she's the greatest of all time in women's sport for a reason, mm. you know? So and, Kelly, you, yeah. you, you've been playing at this level for a long time. For her <laughs> to come from out of that, even all the stuff that Annalise saying is absolutely the truth and a given, but to come from outside and have a limited preparation and then progress through those ranks to international standard and be that competitive. Can you believe she was able to do what she did? Absolutely amazing. And I grew up idolizing Lauren Jackson. Mm. Like I, as a junior, like she was. Stick your nose right under that. The goat of not only the WNBL, but the WNBA and international basketball. So did it surprise me in any way, shape or form? No. Um, I was a part of the Opals when she was kind of forced to retire. And the fact that she was able to come back and do that was just Mm. so inspirational. And for me, purely from a spectator's point of view, what an amazing product Mm. to watch. I almost wanted it to go longer so I could tune in every night. And Gazy, you were the MVP Mm. of the broadcasting for the international side (laughs) of the competition. Because it was like women's basketball at the highest level and I was tuning in every day, every time that I could. So. And, and uh, Kelsey, when you think of the, the, the WNBL and it's gone through these highs and lows and those internally, we all understand how great it is and the talent that's being produced. But it seems like there's always been this marketing problem, not a genuine problem with the competition. Have you seen in recent times anything that, uh, that that's changing that? Because... Melbourne, that little documentary they put out and the way in which they're doing things now seems like that's on the right path. I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's always, I think, come down to marketing and the growth of the league since I've been in it. I think the professionalism's grown, the amount of resourcing that's behind clubs has grown. And so I think it is that marketing and visibility that's Mm. so important because the demand's there. People want to watch. We saw that. Some of the numbers that came through from the World Cup were sensational from an Australian-based viewership. And so I think that clubs taking it on their own bat and saying, you know, we have a product here that we really want to get out to the masses is great. And I think that's also why I'm so excited. And part of the reason I wanted to come play for the Spirit was SCN jumping on board. Who better to advocate for our game and our club Mm. than a company that that's what they, you know, live, eat and breathe. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Well, the whole see it, be it concept is a truth, right? You can't be it if you can't see it. And you know, you see what happens in the Australian women's cricket team when they play in front of 90,000 at the MCG. You see what the crowds that um, that, you know, that you guys were dragging in for a, for a World Cup an hour and, you know, outside of Sydney. Not, not necessarily easy to get mm. to that venue. Didn't stop people from yeah. ploughing in. It's just building that bridge between the international stuff. And I, I wonder whether it's easy to remain um, not frustrated and not impatient when you know you've got a product that is really worthy, and yet with this the the, the sporting community, whether it be the media or the masses, mm-hmm. just need a little bit more time to catch up. Is it is it hard not to be impatient sometimes? Um, look, I think that 
sometimes the 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 hard times can make you appreciate when those you know those big breakthroughs do happen and I do think it's it's been a long time coming for the visibility and the recognition in women's sport and especially in women's basketball because you know we are talented and we are like professional and we do put on a good show I think it's uh, a lot of it's going to come from uh, people getting to know the players' personalities and being drawn to the sport, not just yep. for, you know, what we produce skills-wise, but the type of people that we are. Oh, yeah. And I think the more visibility we have through, you know, the media, social media, being educated enough to use, you know, our platforms on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those things is going to draw more people towards the sport. And then kind of backpacking off, to the, off that, having some support from which we're, we're, we've, we've had in the last couple of years, but I would like to see continue to grow from NBL players as well, mm, um, advocating untrue. for the WNBL. Because you see in the WNBA, there's always NBA players at the WNBA games mm. um, tweeting about it and there's, there's pictures of them there supporting. Mm. I would personally, I'd like to see more of that vice versa because I know as, as players, I, I love watching the NBL. I watch a lot of the NBL and I'm, I go to games and, we're very vocal about that, but I would love to see it coming back the other way for there to be more of a partnership between men's and women's basketball mm. in Australia and not seeing us as separate entities. Like mm. Appreciating what we do separately, but having the support go both ways, I think is the next big step for us. A hundred percent. And I think what they, point. what they do up with Sydney, how they've combined the one yeah. owner's got the two of them, that really does help as well. But there's also a lot of threats, whether it's cricket, whether it's soccer, yeah. whether it's AFL. Nowadays, as compared to... Uh, times gone by, those threats haven't been there. Now, Annalie, if, if I was a AFLW recruiter <laughs> and I was looking at the entire well, uh, uh, WNBL, uh, you <laughs> would be high <laughs> on my priority list. I think you could walk in right now and she'd be a star. Well, the captain in the of the I did a bit of stuff with the Carlton AFLW program. <laughs> the coach is out there. He doesn't want to see it. And the, cap, the captain of our team played her 50th game two weeks ago and he's one of the absolute frontline players in the AFLW and came out of the Bendigo Spirit program, Karen Peterson, a, a few years ago. So, Karen Harrington. So, um, but are you, are there's you, heaps uh, of basketballers doing it. Uh, is that a threat? Uh, do you have AFLW people knocking on your door? And... Um, I have had uh, those conversations and I mm. have had those offers. But, um, look... <sighs> I think it, it, it kind of takes away a little bit from the AFLW athletes to think that I could just go in there and do something. Like, oh. I can't kick a ball. And definitely, you know, I watch Mon Conti and Levy uh, run yeah. around on the field and the way the ball changes direction while they're running, picking it up and getting hit and hitting people at the same time. As much as I would enjoy to absolutely <laughs> deck someone on a footy field, uh, I don't think I have the skills to be able to uh, put together an AFLW game. <laughs> Maybe in the future, we'll see. So, Kelsey, we're talking about um, building platforms and, and building the league and building the profiles. You've got an unbelievably um, unique, uh, in a lot of respects here in Victoria, opportunity in front of you guys as Bendigo. You can build from the community up. And how big a, how big a conscious um, reality is that for you guys to just make sure that while we're in a national league and we want that profile, let's make sure that we build close to home. 
Yeah, I think, you know, in, in Bendigo's conception, it was to be regional Victoria's team. And while we are the Bendigo spirit, we really want to represent regional Victoria. And at its heart, the club was built and designed so that regional kids, country kids, could have the resources they needed to be successful at the top level of their sport in a, in a country town. Yeah. And yeah. when I came out here in 2012, I thought, I didn't know whether I wanted to be a pro basketball. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. But the way that Bendigo community embraced me completely changed the trajectory of my life. And I owe a lot of my success and what I have in my life now to the community. And it's been amazing as I've gotten to know my teammates here that that, that story resonates with almost every single teammate that's here. And the community is something that's so important to us. And it's who we are playing for. It's why we want the club to be successful, not only in wins, but also how we go about our business. And so for us, um, you know, that's something that we really have with pride and is going to be a huge focus mm. for us moving forward this season. Mm. Hey, Kelly, you've seen uh, a lot of these. You've been through this, this process, the preseason and all that. I dare say more so than some of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I say, I say that I can, respectfully. I, to, but I cannot believe, just as I an know. aside, to look at you, it's impossible to believe you're Played oh, in this league for 20 years. What a it's actually impossible to believe that. No, it is. I 100 percent with if, you. If somebody said to me that you'd played for 20 years well, in the league, no problems. Don't. No chance. He's no done problems. It for 70 years. No problem. But but uh, with this particular group, they've been able to uh, put together. We saw Melbourne fantastic. What they were able to do with this unbelievable. Look at the team they had, and everyone goes, "Well, they should have won it, I guess." But yeah. they were fantastic uh, last season. Uh, what do you make of this group uh, this season, and uh, what the expectations? Yeah, look, we're obviously week three, I think, of preseason and what we've been able to produce and accomplish so far on the court has been super exciting in terms of what we can look forward to um, this season. But I think any season you go into, to say that you're not playing to win a championship Mm. or at least do better than the team did the season before is selling yourself short, right? Mm. So we're coming in, you know, with the short-term goal, obviously, to break down the season, but we want to make finals and we want to make a play for a championship. Mm. And we're all competitive, and I think that's probably um, one of the trademarks of our team so far. And the big thing for me, like I wouldn't still be playing now if I didn't enjoy playing. Mm. And the fact that we've put a group of – players together that are enjoying playing is, you know, that's my biggest thing and that's Mm. why I'm still here. Mm. One of you better say something before we let you go. One of you better say something nice about the new coach. He's adding, you know, what about me? Who's going to, was somebody going to say something about me? Those two played for him. And and the impact that on, you know, that is, yeah, there you go. Yeah. um, Kennedy and I go back. I suppose we've had um, times where we've worked really closely together and then years have gone by where we haven't even said hi to each other just because (laughs) life gets so busy. But um, when Kennedy was given the, I got to work with Kennedy last year for the Canberra Capitals and gained an appreciation for how methodical and deliberate he is in his approach to coaching and how prepared he is as a coach. But I had no idea what he was actually capable of when it was his own team. And I've just been floored by his vision, his strategy, how prepared he is. He is an incredibly hard worker and he knows his stuff. And to get all of that in a coach who has been coaching for as long as he has and not be jaded, mm. but yet still be passionate and care as much as he does about the game and the players, it's um, a privilege to work and play so, for. So this, just on that, this is a yes. question for all of you, including you. Mm. When a new coach comes in mm. and you've had an established, you know, style of play, uh, do you have to be soft? Does, it, does the coach have to go slowly, slowly in terms of if he wants or she, 
if they want to change the way you play? Is that something you just have to do bit by bit as opposed to just well, carte blanche? We, we, so we have seven returners this year and I feel the, the brand of basketball that Kennedy wants us to play, um, it was reflected a lot in last year's group. Okay. And I think yep. that he's taken all of the really great positives out of last year and it's not that he's completely you know, switch to system. He, he has this really unique ability to, to um, individually get the best out of each player as a collective and make it work together. Yep. So it's not so much about changing and moving things around as it is about seeing the people that you have, seeing the additions you bring in and morphing a style um, together. Because I don't think ever, you know, uh, scrapping a system would ever be something that works, yeah. you know, mm. for many people. And I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong there, but... I think he's done a really great job at taking uh, already existing kind of structure, guidelines and like passion and morphing it into something that we can use and grow with with the new pieces that we've added in. Yeah. And hey, Kelsey, I'm sorry. Yes. I'll just add to that. And, and in credit to Kenny, some coaches fit their – like they have their system mm. and you either fit their system or you can mm. go find another team. So I think what's really unique to what Kennedy's done is he's inherited most of this team bar a few players that he's brought in. And that shows his ability as a coach to also fit his system into the players as well and be quite adaptive mm. in that and supportive mm. in that. So I think not that he wasn't excited the group that he had. He was very excited about the group. But I think we wouldn't be doing him um, justice by not giving credit where credit's due. And I think that is pretty impressive because I've certainly played for coaches that yes. it is their system. <laughs> right. And the, the problem yeah. is you, yeah. not yeah. their yeah. system. <laughs> trying, trying, to, uh, trying to put a square peg in a round hole yeah, sometimes. Yeah, That's exactly it. It doesn't, uh, doesn't always work, which says, coaches, you know, when you girls get into coaching, just, just be careful. Just be careful of how you attack it because it's a little different. But, I can tell you, in under 12s, Div 5, yeah. it's real. Yeah, it is tough. Now, uh, Kelly, um, you've uh, we've got a lot of SMS. You've got a lot of friends in Lee and Gatha. Oh yes, and, South yes. Gippsland. That's why I'm so passionate about Vic Country and Regional Victoria. Yes, and they're very supportive. And we can understand when we're here about because they do some great things down that part of the world. They certainly do. If I could just touch on because I spent and went and played a tournament. This is many many years ago in Alaska Anchorage. Oh. And my glory field days, you have not experienced cold until you've been there in the middle middle of December. Northern exposure. It yes. is. Now, and, I, and I'm thinking, jeez, this is how quickly can we get out of this joint? Uh, you Now, it says you were born. Did you live there for an extended period of time? And did you grow up there? Born and raised, yeah. So the first 17 years of my life were there. So I didn't know any different than like four hours of daylight in the winter and 23 hours of daylight in the summer. So uh, I thought that was just normal. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> like it is, it seems odd because it's a, you know, it's a modern city and everything, but to, to live in those conditions, <laughs> I mean, it is. I go, when I go back and visit my parents, I actually say, how do you live here? Cause I know better, but as a kid, you don't know better. So you just think that's life, but yeah, it is. It, the winters are brutal and it is, it does get dark, but the northern lights are incredible, the aurora borealis in July in Alaska. I think if anyone can get an opportunity to go there where the sun doesn't set yeah. and you just, you know, go camping and enjoy the outdoors for those that are into it, I think it's a pretty special mm. place in the world. Well, do it, do it in July. Yes. And don't get attacked by a bear. No. Yes. Don't stay away from the bears. <laughs> don't. Um, but, yeah.
First home game, November 6th. Is that the first game of the season? Or no, you're second on the road? Game, yep, okay. Game. So when do, so when, do, when do you kick off? So we get to play Canberra. First right. game of the yeah. season. Wow, that'd I believe be great. it's That's November awesome. 4th, I think. Yeah, yep. I haven't yep. put it in my calendar. No, not at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's been counting. That's her old team, Andy. Oh, no, I'm aware of that. Well, I just weren't yeah. sure. I'm yeah. very aware of that. Three, three no. players that have come from that team, yes. plus a coach. So that, we've got a bit of. That'll be a bit spicy. Yeah, a bit spicy. That's good words. I'm looking forward to it. Annalee, beautiful stadium Kelly, they play in there. I mean, Kelsey, that is an amazing. You guys yeah. got a fantastic venue yeah. for basketball. So yeah, it's great. It's good luck, fun. and hopefully, well, Bendigo people come out and well, support. Well, let's it. you and I get up the road one day and go and see them play. Be rude. Yeah. If we let's do that. We'll yeah, go. Come on. They've, they've got the great stadium. They've got a yeah. great bar. There's great live Ooh, music. It's a good. Like, bar. It's, a, it's a good. Right. It's a good whole environment. Um, thanks for coming in. Corporate. We'll need to speak to David Ingham out there. He's the the boss of the show, and just trying to look important and dresses up. I knew him when he was a young fella and uh, former coach, David Ingham. And coach of the Brisbane Bullets, if you don't mind Well, there as well. you go. Nice now he's work. got managerial role. And now he's uh, he's got to work underneath our boss, Hutchie. How's that going to go? Yeah, well, if they start winning championships, no problem. they'll give Hutchie Winburn on the one. On well, the here's the pass. thing. Annie mentioned this too uh, in our, <laughs> our previous interview. Uh, if you look at what Hutchie's other team, the Perth Wildcats, now he might have inherited some of their salaries, but they were 400000 over the cap. So I suggest that maybe you girls can put the hand put out. Put the hand out. Put the hand <laughs> out Gladly. a little strong. He's, Gladly. He's if just they're looking for a place. If yeah. they're looking for a place, yeah. Yeah. just ship it on down the road. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Just happy to throw the stuff. Just happy to throw the stuff. We're so in, uh, so so welcome. <laughs> yes, Open it. doors to anyone. Hey, uh, good luck, the lawyer. And yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming Thanks for in. Don't us. be strangers. Come in whenever you like. Good on you, uh, Anna Fantastic. Lee Maley, Kelly Wilson, and Kelsey Griffin from the Bendigo Spirit. Good merch. Strong merch game yes. too, by the way. <laughs> Don't be afraid to send a bit down here. We'll wear it with pride. It's 25 past four. Just need to get that phone number of Annalie Maley. No, I'll she's a hooper, pass mate. that on to Daniel Hart. She's Harford a hooper. And we'll just see what we You know we the can thing about that, that, Andy? Colden. Paul Where, Maley's daughter, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing about it is... is the mailman. The, this sport, and yes, there, there, there clearly are some very talented uh, ladies that... Right, ladies that that play in the AFL, they've gone from basketball to the w- AFLW. Women. Women, women, that's right. Uh, there's been fantastic, and but they do have these opportunities right throughout the world. They can go play, in, of course. Yeah, that's the, yeah. and the journeys for those yeah. young girls, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. women, yeah, women. That's what, yeah, yeah. The, the the journey that they that this sport can take them is one of the truly great advantages. No, and that's the that is so. If you're talking about do we if you if you a young basketballer who's got the opportunity of playing footy, mm. do I jump out of basketball and go into a domestic competition and perhaps close the mm. door to – I would imagine that if you're a frontliner yep. and you have – in, in, in the WNBL? If you're a frontliner in basketball – Opal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have prospects internationally. Oh, yeah. You're probably not, you're probably not jumping out of – Basketball no. to play footy, but if you're in the that's if right there or thereabouts, and that's exactly what's happened. Mm, mm. And, we, and when we've brought them on, those uh, women that have come in and mm. and we've spoken to them about them, asked them about the change, they've all conceded. Well, listen, I was I was good, I was thereabouts, but I wasn't one of the marquee uh, players, and I never felt like those other opportunities were going to be there for me in the sport. So then they've tried something different, and they've. They've been able to. Tra- well, many of them have been able to transition into the AFL. Just say for about the nine hundred and fifty-seven thousand four hundred thirty-second time. Yes. How well do they represent not only the club and mm. the, and the sport, but themselves? 
that those three that we mm. just spoke to, magnificent people. Well, the women, you know, every woman, magnificent. whether it's the AFLW women or... The, they're up for a laugh, tell, you know why, tell a yarn. There's no... They haven't been conditioned no. to, uh, to to be filtered. Oh, exactly. And they're, they're not thinking every second, <laughs> oh, can I say, say that? Yep, can I say yep, that? Yep. They, they just speak honestly about it and, and we have a good conversation. So we're, we're in. Are we in? We're Bendigo Spirit all the way now. Is I that? Think we, I have think you got an allegiance in the WNBL? Well, I'm actually a part of the WNBL on a, a an advisory. Committee. So you need to be impartial. So I sort of I support all the teams, Andy. Mm. That's what I have to do. Mm. But I am more partial to the Victorian teams, of course. With mm. both the uh, with what Bendigo are doing is fantastic. Well, we're in, I reckon. And if you if you are a you know a partial, if you're a hoops fan and you want to get behind a WNBL team and you haven't found one and you're in Victoria and you know I'll see you up we'll see you up at Bendigo at some stage. Yes. Let's go and watch a game up there for it's sure. It's a great venue. Let's get to the news. Mick, Paul, don't go anywhere. Uh, we got a couple of World Supercross, Supercross double passes. Take me away to you two boys when we speak to you on the other side of the news. Nice work, Stone Cold. Uh, before Give you just, me a hell yeah. Hey, Mick and Paul, just hell before yeah. we get to you, the Indians have made seven for 186 off their Solid. 20 overs. Run rate 9.3. Solid, Which Andy. is strong. That is strong. A couple of 50s in there. Rahul. And Yadav both getting to 50. Kane Richardson, four for 30. So mm. he really uh, punched uh, and swam against the tide throughout that uh, that inning. So uh, Richardson led the way for Australia any, with four for 30. Is there any alarm bells ringing in your head Mate, in regards I've to our said, prospects? I've said this a few times. We'll be doing well to make the final four here. There'll be an assumption that, you know, home mm. home cup, Australia, we'll, we'll be there. I, I There are... Two or three very, very good sides in this comp. Well, I can't now, now have we the can pools in front of me, but we, you've got to finish in the top two. Top two, to advance. yeah, yeah. So we're in the same squad as Afghanistan, England, New Zealand, and the runner-up of England, A, and New the winner of B. So there's the there's the play-in tournament, if you like, that's going on at the moment. So we'll wait and see who that. But England, well, strong. There's two, more, there's two pools of sixes. Isn't there? Yeah, that's right. So the winner of A, we've got the winner of A and the runner-up of Group B that oh, are coming okay, into yep, yep, yep. So that's we'll so who, to, do we know who? Well, like, I don't think they're really going to be factoring into the when the whips are cracking. Well, I don't think they are. With well, all due respect, just just, just oh, says a lot. No, we've got Afghanistan are dangerous. Mm-hmm. England are strong, and New Zealand are very good. So we have a little got, hiccup here or there, no, and no, you're no, in all no, sorts. No, no, no. There's not a lot of room, not a lot of wriggle room for uh, for mistakes. So. Uh, we'll keep an eye on all of that. The Kangaroos, by the way, the Rugby League World Cup's underway. The Kangaroos got off to a flying start on the weekend against Fiji, uh, handed them a nice 42-8 uh, little uh, little drubbing. Uh, Migs in Fitzroy, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Open lines are open, parks, rocks, anything from the weekend that you want to have a chat about, feel free to get on the line and share your thoughts. Mick, you've already picked up a double pass of the World Supercross, mate. Thanks for joining us. I, I- no, I'd prefer a dozen golf balls because Callaway golf balls are about sixty bucks a dozen, and I lose that many. Well, uh, Taylor May, anyway, Taylor you May, can't do you, it. You, nothing against Callaway, Mick, but mm. you want to be buying the Taylor Made. They are the mm. TPX. They are they're, they're, just, they're just a little bit better, Mick. Mm. The t, the, they go the, further. The Taylor Made, mate. They, there they go. So, okay. All res- due respect to the Callaway folk, magnificent. But the tailor-made people, just right. go and get their ball, Mickey. Anyway, what do you got for us? Um, yeah, well, there's two things. I wanted to ask Gazy Andrew Gaze yes. a question, right? Yes. But but I also tell you, if you played an R forward flank against me, I was a dirty R back <laughs> flanker from North Hobart. Yes. You wouldn't have kicked six goals. No. 
I right. I would have given you the runaround, Mickey. You no. wouldn't have been able to see me on a clear day. I, I don't think. Clear. I don't think. I don't. I don't think you would have. Anyway, oh, I want to ask Casey oh. about my cousin. Right. Okay. Who's my, that? My cousin's Anthony Stewart. Oh, what a ripping fella! He's, Great fella. He started his basketball career with the Tasmania Devils. He did. He come from Burnley in Tasmania. Yes. Then he went to the Perth Wildcats. Yes. Then he then he ended up. Well, I think it was the Titans in Cairns. He ended up with correct. How good how good a basketballer was he? Really good, great shooter. Had a bit of a bit of um, spiciness about the way in which he played. He didn't. What does that mean? Define spiciness. He's chirpy. Oh, he was a little right chirpy, yep, yep. and he was out there. And uh, good fellow, though, elite shooter, could shoot it. And you know what he's done? He's done a really good job of coaching. In fact, he coached the Hobart team to an NBL One South title this season. So uh, he was one of the ones that was in the running for the uh, initial coaching position, head coaching position with the uh, Jack Jumpers. But he's a Tasmanian. He does a fantastic job, and he was an, a, a really good player. Won a title with the Perth Wildcats as well. I so. just reckon the modern game, Mickey, might have just found you out. A, a little sort of clip behind the ear, off the ball. Oh, no, Mick doesn't I seem Mick, like no, the Mick, sort of Mick, player. No, the, I reckon the modern game with uh, three umpires and oh. down the ground vision might have just found Mickey out a little bit. <laughs> I think Mick liked the days of one umpire and, uh, you know, yes. just keep each other a bit honest, if you know what I mean. Oh, I think Mick could find a way to make <laughs> sure he got the message through to you that he wasn't copping any of the stuff that you normally dish yeah, up. No, if, and, you know, if he knows me well, I would have kept my distance. Uh, Paul's in Coburg. Welcome to the show, mate. How you going, Nick? Hey, Gazy. Good, thanks, Paul. Um, that's good, Gazy. I just love... I'm being a North Melbourne supporter. I'd love to have Mitch Wallace at the club just for his uh, personality. Yes. What he brings to the table. Yes, I agree. Great person. Um, and I just want both of you guys' opinion on the delisting of Jed Anderson today. How do you see that? Um, mm. Is it deeper than his uh, football ability? How do you see that one? Well, this, to me, if I go first, to me, it's one when, for whatever reason, when Clarko had him at Hawthorne, his style, he, whatever it is, it mm. didn't seem like he was in favour. And when you have that perception of a player, it may not be that you don't think he's a good player or you don't think he's capable of playing at the level, but to playing to a specific style or, or playing to a role which the coach wants, uh, it would appear as though that the uh, second time around that, that, that the same issues would be there, that he didn't, doesn't want to go through it, Andy. But So I'm not, I don't think there's anything untoward about just one of those coaching it's decisions that you make. 100%, Paul. It's human nature that we sit here. We did it with Brett Ratton the other day. We sit here and when you... Um, you know, you'll get explanations down the track and, you know, I'm sure they'll be asked for explanations and they'll be given. But we sit here and we put two and two together and sometimes come up with a... Um, wrong answers. I, I, I wouldn't assume anything, Paul. I would just think that um, North Melbourne, their list management team, are clearly looking at um, you know Rebooting. going going to the draft and when and there's Jed Anderson's in the middle. Josh Walker's been a really valuable uh, and honest contributor at the level at a couple of clubs. Kane Turner's been heart and soul North Melbourne. Jed Anderson's put his body on the line and R two percent of Alagi's you know had a crack at Collingwood or North. I, I wouldn't be reading too much into it. Um, won't stop other people doing it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think this is North Melbourne starting to look uh, at what the next, you know, finals bound, mm. hopefully, premiership team looks like. And clearly the view is that um, Jed Anderson and a few others is not going to be part of that. It's 18 minutes to five. Do you think five. someone else will pick him up, Andy? Oh, I can't. Uh, 
Um, what is he now? He's 28. He'll be mm, tw- yeah, that's I mean, not that old. No, no. He's. I mean, we know what he is. Mm. Head over the footy, tough as nails. Um, not the most beautiful kick of the footy. Not a great user, but heart and soul. Every single time he goes out to play. The right program. He this could be a role for him he, somewhere. Exactly. He, he, role player. That's exactly it. that. Uh, it's 18 minutes to five. Get to break. Tim and Pete, we'll get to your calls after this. Back to your calls. Pox, rocks, anything else from the weekend sport that you want to have a chat about, feel free to get on the line. one 736 736 We're here for robot building supplies and Berwick BMW. Tim is in indented head. Uh, good afternoon to you, mate. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I've just got a rocks for my brother, Patrick, who was competing today in the National Special Olympics in gymnastics, and he was the, the oath bearer, or whatever they call him. Yeah. So just a bit of a shout-out for him. He what? read the oath, did he, for the uh, the event? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. What's oh, his... Um, yeah, athlete, though. That's it. Yeah. Tell us about his um, his competitive history, Tim. What, 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 does, what, what does he do, and how long has he been at the caper? Um, he's does gymnastics. He's been doing it now for over 10 years. He's been to, I think this is his fourth National Special Olympics. He went to the World Special Olympics in Abu Dhabi in 2017. Hopefully gets selected for Berlin next year. Yep. Um, so yeah, he's got a ton of gold medals and stuff as well. Perfect. What's his surname, if you don't mind sharing that with us? Patrick who? Yeah, no, Patrick Forsman. Patrick, say that again? Forsman. Oh, good on you, mate. Patrick you. Forsman. Thanks for giving him a shout-out, Tim. We appreciate it, mate. I'm sure the families and, and friends are enormously proud of uh, of Patrick. Pete's in North Baldwin. Good afternoon to you. Yeah, boys. Uh, I don't like potting other teams because they come back to bite you on the bum, but Pox was the St Kilda press conference. That, mm. uh, with left lane and... Uh, Andrew Bassett. Yeah. They're going nowhere. They're, they're, that's they're what, the main problem. What didn't you? What what was your what, what was your issue with it, Pete? They told us absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. They referred to the the review that they gave us no reference to. Um, you look at the what they did in the trade period. Whoever comes in to coach them is just going to be sitting in the exact same spot. Doesn't matter who it is. I think there's if a, Mitch yeah. Wallace is yeah. their best six, if they, if they recruit him, he'll win their best embarrass. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is there, there is something to it. I, I, I think that the the days of calling a press conference just to meet the kind of media and press and public demand, I think you, you're setting yourself up for more problems if you do that. If you're going to call a press conference, have something, have something to say. Well, I think, yeah, I agree. And, and even if that's something to say is uh, the obvious, and that could be, and I'm not saying it is, but could be, you know what, we changed our mind. We had a change of mind, yep. and we've gone through it again. There's a lot of politics involved in a football club, and ultimately, Rats didn't have the numbers. Uh, the numbers said he's got to go. That's as harsh. That's the that's the reality of it yep. all. So we've decided to make a change. And we and we and then you go, well, okay, well, that, yeah, that's I, agree. I don't agree with you, but that's your prerogative. I think you've got to. Have, I think you've got to say something. Otherwise, you get peppered with all of the questions, they and you just start tap their... dancing and. Yeah, it's just it's just a bit of blah blah yeah, blah. But, but it's almost a bit disingenuous when you hear the glowing words, yep. and it's nice that they want to say that. Yep, it's nice because it's, do you reckon that they, makes any difference to Brett Ratton? None. Any difference to? Oh, me? I'd make a little bit. Do you think so? I, do you honestly think so? Well, it could be worse. Hey, they, let let us do that. Let yeah. let the let the footy industry let let everyone else speak highly. You've just sacked him. Yep. You've just completely dudded him. Yep. You've just given him two years, a hundred days ago, and now yes. you sacked him. Yes. So really, you make you've you've in this case, you've mm. made the bloke half beg for his job. Mm. So no, no, 
Don't do that. Yep. Don't don't do that. Say, listen, we're here. We've got some bad news. It's it's unfortunate. Given reason. Yep. And, and, and there, there might be unsavoury uh, from their own perspective. Yep. And but, hey, cop it on the chin. Hey, you know what? We had a change of mind. We've, yep. we've, they've got these people here. We know that football clubs are political beasts. There's a, It's a numbers game. And uh, the numbers that said we want him out and now those opposed to say we want him in have changed yep. in the last – Three months. So that's how it is. Spot on. Uh, thanks for your call, Pete. Alex is in uh, WA. Uh, welcome to the show, mate. Yes, good afternoon, guys. Um, Andrew Gaze. Yes. You were commentator at the um, Melbourne um, Wildcats game on Friday night. Yes. I've got two boxes that emanated from that game. The first is in relation to an incident in the third quarter where Luke Pappas had to leave the ground under the I would leave the court under the blood rule. And um, I didn't actually see the incident, so I was hoping to look at it in a replay on uh, Kaya. Yeah, with Jesse Wags, the incident with Jesse Wagstaff and Lockie Barker, is that the one you're talking about? Where from Started from the six-minute mark. Yeah, you're just breaking up there, so I couldn't quite 100% hear you, but there was, I think, when the, 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 the rules of the game, when someone's bleeding, you, you've got to leave the, the court and get it, uh, taped up. That's just the rules of the game. So I don't think there's much we can do about that. But then there was the other other incident where Lockie Barker, I think, was guarding Bryce Cotton. Jesse Wagstaff in the backcourt set a screen and Lockie Barker didn't know the screen was coming and ran straight into Jesse Wagstaff and uh, got hit him, I think, I'd say on the on the bicep area. Yeah, in between the shoulder and the elbow. Yeah, In there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And unfortunately, got him right in a spot in his head and he was knocked out. Lockie mm. Barker was knocked out. And uh, the, the refs, I don't even think the refs called a foul. It was play on. They didn't even, they just thought it was a legal screen. So at the time there was nothing untoward. They had to stop the game after the possession because Lockie Barker was knocked out and they brought him out. He took no further part in the game. And he's going to be out with the protocols. Well, subsequently they reviewed it. They, they, uh, uh, charged him with uh, unduly rough play. They've reviewed it. He's been given a two-match suspension. One of those matches has been suspended. He can appeal it, which I think he will appeal it. Excellent work from you. We're going to get to a break. Yeah. Uh, oh, magnificent. Love just hearing your name. Thank and you. The fact that I'm a, I'm attached to it somehow. No. It's just... I'm attached to you. You can't. No, no, no. It's no. not Gazy and Andy. No, no, it's no. Andy. Gazy! No, no. <laughs> it's, it's a... It's, an, it's a daily honour, and I never take it for granted. Oh, I, just I, want to, do. I, I don't tell you that often enough. No, you do take it. I just want to share it with Thank you today. Appreciate I love it. I love you. No, you've gone too far. <laughs> Max Newman's <laughs> about to join us. He was going to join us last week um, mm. as he recovered from the Hawaii, the World Championships of Ironman. Kona, of course, over there in Hawaii. Uh, but a bit, bit of news broke last week, so mm. Max is going to join us in a moment. I wonder, a little over a week later, I wonder how he's pulled up after... I can't even imagine. I don't well, know. Andy, how, I don't know how you these could. marathons. No, no. Well, no, and well, I remember as a youngster, Iron, not marathons. Well, they Iron are marathons. Iron men. Iron men. They are. I remember watching them as a youngster and uh, on the wide world of sports. No, remember this is the, not that, mate. It is the same thing, mate. This is three point eight kilometre swim. Yeah, they the blokes up hundred and eighty. Calling out a gold wasn't doing this. No, stuff. I'm talking about the Hawaii one. Oh, right, right. When the AB, you know, the American broadcast used to come over to Australia. Was the great American? And then uh, forty two. Just a regular marathon, if you don't mind. Yeah, at the end of all. After you've rode 180. 180, 180 in heat. 3.8. Volcanic sort of environment. 
It's ridiculous. He's about to join us before we do Andrews in Geelong. Silly stuff. <laughs> well, it is the ultimate, I reckon. It is. It is the ultimate. Uh, before we get to Max, uh, Andrews in Geelong. Welcome to the show, mate. Shit, Andy. Andy, how are you? Maxie. Good. Uh, look, the national wheelchair rugby team, we were uh, world champions over the weekend, so rocks to them. Oh, how oh, good is this? How did I miss that? I've been doing some cricket on the weekend, so I've missed a lot of mm. stuff. Well, that's been, where, where was that being played, Andrew, and who do we beat in the final? Uh, over in Denmark, I couldn't tell you who was in the final. I think they beat the Poms at one stage, though, so that's always... That'll that's do. A, that's, that's all we need thing. to know. No, no, well done to the national wheelchair rugby team. So, uh, strong... Well, they, they are... They are have been a powerhouse in the sport. It's a competitive it sport. In fact, mad. It is. Like lunatics. They play it a bit down at uh, MSAC in the show courts there, and they hire it out, and you see them going around, and poof. They don't, they don't uh, muck around. No, they do not muck around. <laughs> Neither do the Ironmen. Uh, the Kona was on last, I think it was last sun- Sunday week ago. Uh, the first four across the line uh, comfortably demolished the previous Best time ever run. I'm sure I'm right in saying that. Um, I'd say, unfortunately for Max Newman, the Australian, he was the fourth of the four. But to say um, anything um, unfortunate about the performance is doing it a major disservice. It was an unbelievable performance uh, over a week after he finished. He's been good enough to join us on the show. Max, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for having me on, fellas. How are you feeling? Tell us how the, how the rehab and the recovery is coming along. Yeah, I've taken a good week um, easy. Um, yeah, these aren't hard. <laughs> these are hard old races. So um, on the island, the heat is uh, brutal and the sun just uh, just saps the energy out of you. So um, I've shed a, shed a skin, <laughs> a layer of skin from the sunburn. But um, apart from that, I'm feeling okay. Oh, What's, uh, you just slip, slop, slap. Uh, it seems like it should be the... I know you're coming out of the water. You haven't got time to whack some sunscreen on. Yeah, I went no sunscreen, unfortunately. My parents aren't going to like me saying that. But um, the, sun, the sunscreen blocks your pores. So, um, oh, yeah. You know, Is that sport, right? The sport's becoming... Yeah, the sport's becoming pretty uh, professional. So any 1% you can get, um, you got to take. So you sort of have to cop... Your cancer maybe later on in your life, maybe. But... Um, <laughs> That's just, yeah, it's you never know. It might be worth it. So does the sweat – so you, you want to be able to sweat, obviously, and does that kind of – when you're mm. on the bike in particular, does that kind of help regulate the body's heat? Is, is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. So we spend a fair bit of time before this race in the sauna. Um, about four or five times a week, we're in there for like half an hour um, just so your body knows how to regulate um, at those temperatures. Um, and it – you actually sweat more when you go in the sauna. Um, so if you go to the sauna, you sweat more out in the when you're out training. So that actually helps you cool down. Um, so yeah, it's all. <laughs> there's a lot of science in it now, but um, yeah, the more you sweat, the more you cool down, basically. How hot was it? Um, it's actually not that bad. It's sort of similar to Cairns um, in summer, so it's hot what? and humid. That's horrible. It's that's, humid. There's like ninety nine percent humidity and about thirty degrees. That's that's horrific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's there's five thousand people signed up to do this race. So um, yeah, crazy people to be honest with you. And when you think of this event, it's hard to fathom. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong. Three point eight kilometre swim, one hundred and eighty on the bike, one hundred and eighty kilometres, and then you've just got the regulation marathon to run mm. for that. The thing about it is, one thing is doing this, but the other thing is 
what the requirements are in order to train for this event and the diversity in the skills. Uh, how do you go about that? What's your weekly routine look like? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so I think the old school days, um, they used to train just ridiculous hours, like 40 hours plus a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've figured out that you don't really need to do 40 hours, but we usually sit around the 30 to 35 hours a week of training. Um, and then on the other side of that, you've got your eating recovery and all that sort of stuff. So you really don't have any time to do uh, much else except for sleep, eat and uh, train. So, um, yeah, I guess when you finish these races, it's such a load. Um, you've had so much pressure leading up to these things that you just come off and you're absolutely shattered for for a good week. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, when, it's a crazy sport. And, and when I'm looking at this and I'm seeing... Uh, that there's a couple of Scandinavian Norwegian fellas that have uh, that are, are send it, setting some trends well, here. The winner was phenomenal, yeah. And and it's like, have they got? Have they discovered something? There's some sort of secrets <laughs> that they have, or, or what is it about them? Norska. That's given the Norska. The, Norska. Just the just the, the, uh, the, the, yeah. smell, the smell of spruce. Well, I think it'd probably be a little bit more than that. But <laughs> is there something in the sports science that they've discovered that has given them an advantage, or these two in particular? Uh, the bloke that won it, and yeah. there's another. Are they no, just the, bloke, the Danish? The Danish bloke came third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these fellas, they've sort of changed um, the sport over the last uh, four years. Um, the guy got third. He was Olympic gold medalist. Um, and I think going into Tokyo, they've sort of just spent millions and millions of dollars, um, basically working out, not leaving it up to chance, basically figuring out exactly what they need to do to win at these races. Um, and money's not an issue for them. Um, it's sort of federation-based, uh, um, and I think that's for all sports in Norway. I think um, Olympics for them is a huge thing, and they'll spare no expense to um, figure out how to win. And I guess these two athletes that they've got here in triathlon, um, they hate to lose. Mm. <laughs> and I think once you hate to lose, um, yeah, you're a force to be reckoned with, and... Uh, yeah, the performance that Gustav, the winner, put out there on Saturday was the, probably the world's greatest performance mm. um, in triathlon anyone's ever seen. Um, so, yeah, it's a good time in the sport. And uh, I think um, in terms of the sport moving forward, um, we had some of the best viewing numbers we've ever, the sport's ever seen. I was sent today. So, um, yeah, it's all full steam ahead for triathlon. Yeah, it is brilliant. The, the Just the... Just the sheer will of you guys, it's it's, it's, it's something to behold. But uh, their coach, uh, Olive Alexander Boop, he he came out and he said that, well, the priority for them is the 2024 Olympics, like you just alluded to. Uh, In your perfect world, if you... If you had them the, the opportunity to <laughs> to win either one, this this iconic event Tone that up. you've just been mm, there, mm. or have a, an Olympic medal around your neck, what would you choose? Yeah, I think they're very similar. I think they're very close. Um, but I think an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I know it's weird, but I think uh, I think that's just something special. I think um, you can't beat that. Mm. Yeah. And is that front and centre for you now, Max? Is that is that your next big target? Um, or have you got stuff between well, now and then? Yeah, I've sort of I had a crack at the Olympic circuit. I uh, never quite got around. Um, there's a lot of politics, you know, involved in that. Um, 
but I mean, I'd love to huh? one day give it another another shot. I know um, Melbourne is coming to Melbourne. Um, I mean, sorry, Brisbane, Brisbane. my hometown. What do I say in Melbourne? Um, yeah, it's coming to Brisbane in 2032. So, oh. I hopefully, I'm not too old by then. But um, well, how old are you? Yeah, I'd love That's to come 10, back. It's ten years ago. How yeah, I many? Sure. Yeah, I'll be 37. Um, it's doable. It's definitely doable. Mm. But but, but um, what, when you say politics, Max, what do you what do you mean? What what's hmm. the? Can you explain that a bit? Um, it's well, when I was involved in the sort of AIS sort of program, um, it was very much you do what you're told. Um, if you don't do what you're told, you're not going to ever <laughs> you're not going to ever be an Olympian, basically. Um, and it's sort of like oh, I don't want to get into it too much, but you know, everyone they have their favourites. Um, if you say something bad, you're gonna you're going to get kicked out. So you really can't be yourself. Um, and this longer Ironman stuff, um, you can really be yourself. You know, you can express yourself. You can say what you think. You can you can be your own person, whereas in the Olympic circuit, you're very much um, put down and told what to do and this is what's going to happen. Mm. Um, the, the coaches are making more money than you. And, yeah, it's a, I found it a very unhealthy environment um, and I'm happy I'm <laughs> doing what I'm doing. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to one day. Wow. Hopefully, get into that one oh, day. Mate, but, um, it should yeah. be. It should be Doesn't the. Sound encouraging. Well, it, for, look, what do we know, right? But mm. it should be the mm. ultimate meritocracy. If you if you're good enough and you deserve it, and you're the fastest and you're the best, then um, mm. you should be in, right? That that's that seems like in a sport like this, it's there's a qualification mm. date and or a qualification yeah. event, and if you're the if you finish number, if you're going to take two or three in, and you finish one, two or three, you should go. I reckon. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's like this in a lot of sports um, at the top. I don't think she thinks it's our sport, but um, I think it's an issue that the AIS is actually starting to look at right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping they fix this before Brisbane. I think that's what they're targeting. So hopefully we'll see some change. Yeah, I hope so too. So, so mm. the, four, the, the four guys who finished one, two, three, four, you, you were one of them. It was their first time uh, at Kona. Do you think there's a reason for that? Why at first time is... I mean, third was a bloke from Great Britain who you who you beat by nearly ten minutes. So you, the four of you have, you know, given the rest of the field windburn. What have you got a reason as to why the four of you did what you did? Yeah, I, I just think the sport has become um, so much more professional. Uh, we haven't been in Kona for three years because of COVID. Um, so in three years, a lot can change in this sport, and I. I think it, it all pretty much comes down to the Norwegians. They've, they've, you know, stepped it up. They've brought, um, they're like, actually, they're not, they're not scared of the distance. They race this like any other race. They race like a sprint, a sprint distance triathlon, basically. Um, so if you, you know, if you're not fear, you're not fear of the Ironman, you just think of it any other day. Um, I think that's the key to these sort of races. And I think as the sport progresses even further, um, we're going to see some super fast marathon times. I think the Norwegians are talking of going down to two two minute two hours twenty two twenty five oh. um, oh. off the bike, which is oh. just insane. Oh. Uh, but yeah, if that's where the sport's going, I'm not sure I want to be involved. In that so, how do you? Can you tell me? Is there a simple? I've done a couple of tiny, tiny little corporate ones of these things, right? And I've run a couple mm. of marathons, but you get off the bike for people like me who are just absolute plotters. You get off the bike and mm. you can't feel your legs. It feels like they're dead uh, when you try and mm. start running again. Does that happen to you, or have you have you trained to such a degree and so cleverly that that when you get off the bike, you, you've got the legs straight away? 
Mm, yeah, absolutely. I you rarely don't jump off the bike feeling good. If you jump off the bike <laughs> hurting, you've had a bad day. Right. Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, like you're putting a lot of a lot of food, like a lot of. I just use um basically like a liquid Gatorade, a strong Gatorade basically on the bike, and that's all you eat for eight hours is sugar. Um, so just to just that sort of stuff is is changing the game. Like you, you never jump off the bike feeling bad and. Um, that first 10k in the Ironman is usually you have to really hold yourself back because if you go too quick there, you're going to feel that in the last the last half an hour of the race where you really need to start feeling good. So um, yeah, I guess it just comes down to years. I've been doing this for 10 years, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, like it's just years and years, you know, do, ticking the boxes basically. Do the gels ever make? Do you ever feel crook with the gel? I know a lot of people who take the mm. gels on have a bit of a reaction until they kind of sit in and. Do you, do you ever have a? Do you have to push through any of that kind of reaction to the gels ever? Yeah, I guess you. I've definitely had problems with them before, um, but you definitely find brands that work for you. Yeah. Um, and once you find a brand that you know works for you perfectly, you don't have no gut issues. You're not sitting in the toilet for five minutes during the race. <laughs> oh, um, I think that's that's all. Yeah, it's a trial. It's a trial and error. Hundred yeah. percent. Trial and error. Um, yeah, because not all sugars. Sugar's equal, but not every gel's created the same. So, yeah. Hey, Max, when you talk about, well, you know, you want to be feeling good, I, 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 can we just put some, because <laughs> it's all relative, the feeling of feeling good. Yeah, but no, when you've been yeah, no. doing this, what do you mean by feeling good? Um, well, oh, it's hard. it would be hard because to Because you're hurting, I'd imagine. Terms. Yeah, it, Ironman is a very weird sport because you're not actually going too that fast. You're not your heart rate's quite low compared to um, these, you know, these sprint distance and Olympic distance races. Mm-hmm. So it's actually it 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 doesn't. It's going to sound weird, but they they actually don't feel hard, and it just gradually, you know, creeps up on you, and you everything just sort of starts to fatigue a bit, and that's the only pain that you really feel during the race. It's just like at the end there of the run, you're just fully fatigued. You're just closing your eyes and just waiting for the finish line to come. Um, but in, ter- in terms of like feeling good, it's, it's yeah, it's it's not like your heart rate's high. It's more like a muscle yeah. fatigue pain that you only get after seven hours of, you know, racing. Mm. Do you ever have the kind of battle of, I, I can't, I, I've like, hit the wall. Like pushing through that where the inner voice is saying, I, I'm, I'm cooked here. Like I can't go any further. Do you, do you, how often does does that ever hit you during an Ironman? This was the first one. So I've raced three times up in Cairns, um, the Ironman up there, and I've sort of had finished the race. And you know, I, was, I said to my coach, like that was that was easy. Like that oh, felt really right. easy. Um, but Kona was the first race where I've had to um, push to the limit to try and. I was coming back on Christian there in third place. Um, I got within, you know, I think, 45 seconds in the last um, last 5K, I think it was. Um, so I was really trying to dig deep there. And that's the first time I've sort of gone into that, that red zone where I've gone, shit, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, to I'm gonna pass out here. Um, oh, mate. Which I did actually pass out when I crossed the finish line. And, um, yeah, I don't really want to <laughs> experience that again. But, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's a brutal sport. It's, mm. it's not meant, meant to be easy, is it, you know? 
No, no, it is. It's, uh, and you, yeah. we can see it's brutal. No, no, no. And uh, yeah. you sort of pass it off as if, ah, well, we're yeah, just no out problems. for a bit of a stroll yeah, here. But um, off the, uh, we Feel have a, a temper text machine. Oh, you probably, given the recovery you uh, do, perhaps you might need to explore the temper beds. They are magnificent beds. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we've got a, a question coming in, and it says, can you ask Max if he's doing the World 70.3 Champs in two weeks? It's a half the distance of the Kona. Are you going to, surely it's a bit early to no saddle chance. up again. Yeah, so the only people I know who are doing that are Christian, the Norwegian, <laughs> Christian and Gustav. Um, oh. It's pretty insane, to be honest, to back up after going so deep in, a, in an Ironman. Um, but no, I won't be racing. I'll be doing the Noosa Triathlon. Right. Um, and what sort of distances are you looking at there? That's just Olympic distance. Okay, That's 1.5k win, yeah. 40k ride, 10k run. Yeah. Oh, snack. Hey, what did you do for the marathon here? Um, I did 2.40. In Kona. And, and what, is, how does that sit alongside the other three Ironmans that you've done up, up north? Yeah, so Cairns, I've done a, the first year, and I did 250, then I did 243, I think, then 241, I think Kona's 240. So I've, I've gradually gotten faster over the four years, or three years I've been doing it. So um, which hopefully is, you can keep going in that trajectory. Yeah, which is the strongest for you? Do you, reckon? Do you feel like you're particularly strong in one of the, one of the disciplines? Yeah, it would have definitely running. Yeah. I think running is, um, you know, I grew up in 40 acres. We were always running around. So I've always sort of loved, loved to run, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it's starting to come to fruition. So you're running. So, so let's say you get down to two. Let's say you can get it to 2.30, right? Let's, let's say that. 10 min. This bloke's running 2.20. I mean, when, you, when you, get, you get off the bike in front of him and you know, she's I've got to go. I've got to run a PB here mm. for the next 42K because mm. this bloke's coming. How mm. how does how does the little man inside the head deal with that? Like, is that a are you constantly looking over your shoulder? Yeah, I I was sort of the you, you do use your watch to just look at the pace because um, you basically know when you've been training for these races for what six months you basically know exactly what you're capable of running on race day. Um, and it's going to sound weird, but we targeted two forty to yeah. run a two forty wow. and see where that places you in the race. Um, we knew Gustav was in, you know, 235 shape. It's exactly what he ran. He ran 236, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, you pretty much know what you're going to run. But I think if, I think next year, um, I sort of want to just get a result on the board this year. But I think next year, I'll really try and, you know, go for that, that top step. Um, I've got nothing to lose, I don't think. Uh, and I think, yeah, I sort of know my limits to that race now. So, um yeah, it'll be interesting, Max. It's uh, beyond comprehension what you what you do, mate. Uh, for for the rest of it's just crazy stuff. So, um, mate, congratulations. I mean, you know, any other any other Kona, you've got a medal around your neck, and you know, it might even be a gold one just about any other time. But uh, there are obviously three freaks that you were you know near, nearby crossing that finishing line with. Uh, rest up, rehab, let that layer of skin grow back. And, um, mate, we'll, we'll, we're going to follow you from now on, mate. So uh, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time. No, thanks very much, guys. I appreciate it. Good, on Good you. man, Max. Max Newman ran fourth in the Hawaiian Hard Ironman Championship. Andy. It is, Gazy. No, it's ridiculous. It's I mean, ab- we all like to test our limits. <laughs> but, uh, jeez. <laughs> the way in which, oh, no, we're just strolling along. No, it doesn't really good. hurt. feel good when you get off the bike. It hurts watching. They run three three point eight swum three point eight k, then ridden like the clap like the clappers for one hundred and eighty k's. Then you get off the bike to run a marathon. Oh, you're yeah. feeling good.
That's just well, every insane. second day I get in the treadmill and I run three k's <laughs> and I'm completely cooked. <laughs> That's twenty four bucks. Got to go for a swim and a run after that. What do you got over there, hey, Keith? Keith? Just uh, a little um, community announcement. Four one four has advised there's an accident southbound on the one Turner Road. Southbound, com- southbound, completely cooked. Right, thank no you good. for that. So avoid. Try to avoid if you can. While Otherwise, just be patient. Well, while we're doing the um, community service announcements, it's mm. about that time of the year that if you want to do the longest stay this year and raise some money, have a great day with some mates, play 72 holes of golf in a day. A golf. It is, mate. But we've just talked about the Ironman, so I reckon we can do it uh, for the longest day. Raise money for the Cancer Council. It started here in Victoria uh, about 10 years ago. It's now national. Um, it's become you one play of play every year. Yep, every year. It's become one of the most important days of fundraising for... When is it? Cancer can- well, in a perfect world, you'd do it in the last week of December. So no, but when is it? No. In a- oh, you can choose your... You choose your time to do it. Oh, I thought it-, it was a day that everyone no, does. No, 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 no. You choose your own day. But in a perfect week, the perfect world, it's the last week before right. Christmas. Um, but just get your mates. It can be two of you, three, four. You might get two groups. Just just get a golf mm. club. Organise yourself now. Go to the website, thelongestday.com.au. Signing up and, and fundraising is really easy. Um, fifty bucks, five hundred bucks, five thousand bucks, whatever you can contribute, uh, it goes to an incredibly important cause. I don't think too many people in the world these days um, get through life without being exposed to cancer, one way or the yeah. other. So, if there's anything we can do to, you know, help out, and it's a great way to do it, folks. If you've done it before, I'm preaching to the converted, and I'm sure you'll be doing it again. But if you've heard us talk about it in the past, you get up first light, you're standing on the first tee. You hit your drive as the as the sun comes up, and you just go. You mm. go until about seven thirty or eight o'clock that night. If this, if you're playing in a four ball, stop and have a quick bite after. You know, maybe two and a half rounds. Uh, by the time you get to the end of it, and you sit there, and the four mm. of you sit around that esky and have a couple of quiet beers at the end of it all, you just the sense of satisfaction that you feel is remarkable. You'll never do it, will you? Uh, you I, don't think you can? I think oh, I'm not sure my back would hold yes, up. Yes, it can. Just take Nurofen before you start. Mm, okay. Maybe pop a couple on the way through. No, you'll be right. Voltaren is Voltaren. Uh, the choice if that that's, I would do. No problems. Hey, Aaron Finch you is doing do some really good things in this game. Australia, ninety six. The longest one day for ninety six. The longest day. One ball. for ninety seven. They've uh, ten point three overs. But Finchy, last time oh. I looked, he was. In the 40s. 42 off 33. Just Mitchell Marsh out 35 off 18, got us off to a flyer. And Stephen Smith 11 off 11. So there you go. So the Australian chase is well and truly on it. Uh, meeting the run rate required objectives. And they've got a whole lot oh, of I just went out. In the can. Who's out? I think that's Smitty. Was it Smitty? It was a, just I quickly saw it out of the top. Just stand by here, Keith. Come on. Well, well just before we'll just you get to the news, we'll bring you the latest. So Australia loses its second bold. wicket uh, in Smith the 11th over. Steve up, uh, 11 Smith. off 12 balls. Here he is. Steve Smith in our T20 team. Is he in our best international T10? Well, they're having a look at him, aren't they? A lot of well, people in say the squad, no. Keith. I don't a know. lot of people say no. I don't know. If you've got a view on that, feel free to share it on the other side of the news. one 736 is a $100 voucher from Ballers Clubhouse coming away, Melbourne's largest hey? bar and games venue. Mm. Yeah, have a baller this Christmas. Go book your Christmas turn at ballersclubhouse.com.au. Conditions apply. SEN listeners get 10% off when you book your end-of-year function. Hello. Ballersclubhouse.com.au. And don't forget the buddy bet. I knocked you over this week. You did. I had the Jackies. You guys stupidly gave me a 10-point start. 
Well, they beat the 36ers 97-72. And then they backed it up with another road win over Melbourne United. Yes, they did. Very comfortably. Held Melbourne United at 64 points. Outrageous stuff. Will you stop underestimating the players? I I don't underestimate them. You underestimated them last year, and you're underestimating them again this year. Yeah. I'll just say this to you. Look me in the eye. Yep. Get off the temper text. Yes. Stop underestimating them. I have not underestimated them in any way, shape, or form. He's done it for two years in a row. No, sir. Mm. Stone Cold. Just. That is a gold medal winning, winning performance. Again today. Yeah. Oh, well, she very. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sets them. Mm. No question about that. <laughs> Rod does love his work. We're here for robot building supplies and Berwick BMW. Mike's in Geelong. has got a pox uh, and or a rocks, mm-hmm. I believe. Hello, Michael. Hey, how are you guys? Good, thank you. I've actually got a double pox. So go right, go right. I'll just go with my first, and I'm not sure if it's been mentioned yet, but Alex Marquez has taken out man Jack Miller out on the weekend. Was just, yeah, a bit sad for the, for the motorsport lovers. So, yeah, it was a bit... He just didn't even get get a look in for the race no. for Jack Miller. He did apologise. He did apologise, and the apology was accepted. But I can yeah, appreciate but, that it was yeah. uh, not ideal. Uh, and, look, the other one I had, and okay. um, I just find it very hard for my other poxes just about how St Kilda only given Brett Brandon a six-month payout for bad management. It just sort of doesn't sit right that you signed for two years and then... You know, AFLPA wouldn't stand for it, and for some reason, it's okay for the coaches. So yeah, there is a, that's right. Yeah, I understand what you mean, Mike. There's something in that that doesn't. We understand. We understand there's a rule in place, and it's a protection for clubs that are you know financially struggling and on AFL assistance. So it's perhaps the AFL, you know, protecting itself to a degree. Um, but I agree with you. It doesn't. It doesn't feel right. Well, but here's the thing that I don't understand, Andy, because we were advised last week that they have no choice. When you're receiving compensation from the AFL, then you're forced to have these contracts mm. for the coaches. Mm. But I'd imagine, well, maybe I'm wrong, and North Melbourne, would they have been in that same oh, situation? Word, yeah. So if they're in the same situation, there's not a chance, I don't think in any way, shape or form, that, that Clarko in his new seven-year deal is signing it with the proviso that they could... They could sack him and only pay him out for six, six months. months. I don't. Now maybe no, I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm me, wrong. Yeah, but I think that I, that would be unlikely. Yeah, given I agree. His position of alternatives that he would have had before him. That's right. I agree with that. I, I, I mean, we're, we're speculating, but, yeah. I, but I agree. Mm. I mean, he's probably in a position to, you know, um, have written into, into a unique contract. Um, An exception. Yeah. Yes. Whereas others are probably well, if you don't want it, you don't have to take it. Clarko certainly wasn't in that position. I mean, clubs would have fallen out of trees to get in to come and coach their clubs. So, um, yeah, I think I, I suspect you're probably right. Mm. Yeah, Michael's in. Thanks for your call, Mike. Uh, Michael is in Preston. G'day, mate. Boys, boys. Um, look, mine's a pox, and it's the more on soccer crowd again. Like flares, eighteen flares, capsicum mm. spray. Oh dear. You know what's what? Like, what's wrong with these guys? Are they just total imbeciles or what? What, what game was that? I wonder why it gets a bad rap. Yeah. What uh, game was that at? Which game, Mike? The Melbourne game. Yeah. Melbourne, versus, Melbourne versus Sydney. Don't know. Melbourne versus yeah, Sydney. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they are, Michael. There's sort of there's a bit of borrowed behaviour from 
you know, supporter groups elsewhere and uh, you see them wandering through the street with their, you know, the loudspeaker and the thing and they've got... You sort of wish you just don't pretend, don't try and be something else. You know, we, we know that that's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, we know it's going to get you in strife. You know it's going to get bring a bad rap uh, on the game. You know that before you do it, but you do it anyway. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I don't. Well, I think it's a, a legacy of what we've seen in Europe. That's what I'm of... saying. It's borrowed behaviour. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought you would. Yeah. No, you just weren't listening. That's no, I all. was. That's okay. No, I was. Oh, I love you like a brother. I know when you're not listening to <laughs> No, I was listening 100%. I don't but believe you were, but anyway. It is because you see it going on even now. In, and even in, in basketball in Europe, you see it. In indoor venues, you see this type of stuff happening. And it's it's highly dangerous, it's dangerous. and it's not appropriate. No. But it's almost, it's, I don't Stupid. know if it's accepted over there, but it doesn't seem to have the same level of anger. And it doesn't invoke the same concerns as what we seem to have here. No, well, we know that you're going to get in. You know you're not supposed to do it. Don't do it. No. It doesn't. I don't know. But anyway, they they know what they want to be and, you know, mm. pretend ultras and all that sort of stuff. So off you go, be your best and mm. have a good time. Well, that's what they're trying to be, mate. Is that right? I believe so. Okay. Rod's on the road. Rod, am I right? That's what they're trying to be, isn't it? Rod's not even listening to it. He can't wait for six o'clock. He's had enough no. of... Uh, What's put you in it? You know what we're after here. Hmm. Rod's on the top. No, I don't think I'll get through no, this. Not that one. Tell the truth. I that's wish I was home. That's for that one. <laughs> Rod's in. Rod's on the road. Rod, welcome. There you go. Good Thank thanks, you, Rod. Boys. How are you going? Yeah, good, going mate. well, Rod. That's good. Listen, that's good. That sounds like it. Just a belated, a belated rock star. Uh, someone who played their fiftieth game on the weekend. Um, a foundation club, she's a foundation captain. She'll play her whole career there. She yep. thought she'd have a couple of kids and get back into it. Yep. Her, uh, her, her, her love for her on and off the field is unquestioned. Her special comments verging in the commentary is as good as it gets. Um, she was almost touted maybe to assistant coaching down to long. She might have some different plans, but it would not surprise me if she coaches at the senior level in the men's or the women's or takes a job at the top end of town at some point in time. I speak about Daisy Pierce, and in the world of the Rocks, mate, she is full of roof. No, I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, it's a great call, Rod, a fantastic call. Uh, in fact, can we give Rod the 100 bucks to ballers? Good on you, Rod. Uh, thanks for your call. Hey, Mohammed, hang on. We'll get to a break. I know you've got something you want to say about Darcy Moore. Just let us clear a commitment, mate, and we'll get to you on the other side of the break. And Mohammed in Newport has jumped online. Thanks for holding on, mate. We appreciate your patience. Hi, uh, Andy. Gazy, how are you? Uh, good, yeah, thanks, good, Mohammed. Uh, just, yeah, you're a legend, Gazy. Uh, just quickly, um, I, I reckon Darcy Moore will be the X Factor for Collingwood next year. So we've got we've got um, Frampton, Will Kelly, uh, Charlie Dean, uh, Jeremy Howe as the back six with Quaino, Maynard and Noble. Can you imagine Darcy Moore as a ruck like his old man? He'll be phenomenal. Yeah, they're going to be able to free up. He, this is, I reckon, the, the the they're very much a... I don't know whether that'll be his prime. No, no, no. But they're, yeah. they're going to be able to use him in a, in a multitude More of roles. versatility. I think, think so, yeah. Mm. And Jeremy Howe, for that matter. I think they're going to look at both of those two as so, um, such great set-up players. Right. Uh, I, I, there's definite method, Mohammed, in what they've been doing. And, um, yeah, there are some of their parts, footy team, Collingwood. So, um, I'll be. I'm a bit like you. I don't know whether it's going to be that role, but I can't wait to see what they do with him next year. Andy, can we encourage our listeners, if you can, just jump on a YouTube or whatever it is, Ooh. and just have a look at the Jesse Wagstaff incident 
because I'd like to discuss, he's been given a two-week suspension, and obviously if you haven't seen it, it's a little bit hard to relate I've seen to. it. No, but I, and I know, and, and I think we have different views. You say absolutely fair enough. Moved in, got, mate. He moved in. No, he didn't. He yeah, protected he didn't. himself. No, he didn't. No, no. And no, he didn't. it's very hard. No, he didn't. He moved into the part player. He did. He moved into the he sort of he moved his shoulder into the path of the player that he was trying to screen. But he was trying to protect himself. Well, That's why he moved. Just got a cop. If you're going to set a screen, you got to cop the contact. In the back court, and and Lockie Barker was knocked out. So it's an unsavoury. Don't you agree with? That? If you set the screen, you stand still and take the take the contact that's, that well, you I think are encouraged. That's what he was doing. Well, but do, do you agree? He moved. He did, but that happens all the time, Andy. Well, it should. It's just that, the, like it is in footy, the consequence on this one was such that oh, it hit him in the head. It's so minor. Got, I, I don't oh, want to be. I, I, I find it harder. How can you set a screen if, you, if you're going to. Accidents like that can happen from time to time. Very, very rarely, I if, might If add. he stood perfectly still mm. and didn't. This is my reading. You know the rules better than me, but I would suspect that if he stood, stood perfectly still. And didn't turn into the play that was coming, and the bike still got knocked out. Nothing to see well, here. It's easy when you're sitting here, but when you've got someone six four coming at you a hundred mile an hour, you do and front on, not to your back, front on. I understand that you're going to try and instinctively protect yourself. Well, I understand. A bit. I understand that. And this was an unfortunate accident, and I think that uh, oh, there's no malice in it. I no, I know, but yeah. I sort of err on. I understand why head injuries. Absolutely, it's it's a horrific. Accident, and we, but this is going to do. You can't take screening out of the game. No, no, no one's saying it's like the bump. Then, it's like the bump in footy. Yeah, but you're but, allowed to bump. But I don't know. And you always will be. Just don't bump high. And if you do, well, he didn't bump. He didn't leave his feet. He didn't raise okay, an arm. He I didn't, would. I he's would. Stationary. His both feet are on the ground. He wobbled him, but he moved. But he was moving. He moved to his protect himself. I don't and, care. Okay. He. I. Listen, I understand what you're saying. Far be from me to, discuss, to to try and suggest that I know more about something in basketball because I'm not. No, you don't need to know. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to know. But it, when about you the okay, let me ask you a question: that when yeah. you screen, mm. are you allowed to move and rotate your body position when you are screening? Uh, in the strictest interpretation of the rules, no, it's a he's, moving screen. Yeah. But if you're in the he same didn't move his plane, feet. So no, he didn't. No, no, no. But and he just t- turned himself. And what the argument would be? Will he turn himself for? Pushed himself forward. Correct. And but I think that it was more just turning when someone's coming. But are fast you? At you at are you? you if you're protecting yourself, you're are turning, you? I understand that. But mm. are you? Are you encouraged to do that when you set a screen? No. And a lot of sometimes you'll set a screen with your back rather than your front, so you don't even look at it, and that's why you, well you get hit, you get hit. Well, what would I watched you're the redeem, I watched the redeem team yesterday coming yes. home from on the plane. What would uh, Kobe Bryant get? For the screen set by Paul Gasol mm. in the uh, Olympic Games, he get four weeks in an AFL sense. My God, father, he lined mate. him up and went straight through him. The noise that sucker mm. made. He just said, mm. he said to them all, "I'm because we're teammates." Send a statement. I'm going to make a statement here. Yeah, he said, first play, I'm running through power." Yes, bang! He didn't run. Th- he ran straight through the middle mm. of the bloke, knocked him flat on his backside, and uh, he made a statement. <laughs> his teammates, even LeBron's going. Jeez, that was a bit. Oh, mate, you got to see it. Too much. And what about the other story that in this is when the boys have been out having oh, a good time. Great. They Such come home at four o'clock in the morning, and there's Kobe <laughs> in the lobby, and they're going to go. What's up, Kobe? What are you doing? I'm off to practice. No, he'd already been to practice, and he was going. He was to, going to practice. He was already covered in man. sweat. That's right. And he's going to now to lift some weights and or then, something. Oh, you got to watch it. It's really good. It's great. See you later. See you tomorrow.